1: Before we start the show, a word from our sponsor. Lyndon, we got sponsors. Hell yeah we do. Well, I guess we gotta thank Dash Mortgage and You First
0: Realty. Who are those guys? They're your full service mortgage and real estate brokerage. Who is behind that? Our good friend, Dan Horgan. Dan Horgan? Yeah, he not only rips out in the water, but he's an experienced loan professional. Hmm, so what does he do? He helps out in conventional FHA,
1: VA, refi, or jumbo loan products. So Dan has the lenders to make it happen?
0: Yes, and he'll give you the best service in the industry.
1: Nice. Dash mortgage with no bogus fees or points? That's right. Just give Dan five minutes of your time to hear what he can do for you. So who does all the real estate then?
0: That would be me. What? Well, Dan has his license too, but I work under Dan. Okay. Yeah. But so, you're a real estate agent, too? You know this. Oh, yeah. I remember now. I helped you get your house. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. So if you're looking to buy, sell your home or looking for an investment property, give me a call. So not only a Ruka rep, you're an experienced realtor. Yeah. I didn't quit my day job, London. I still I still work for RUCA. <laughs> OK. I do real estate on the weekends. Yeah, I've been offering great incentive programs for all my friends and family to keep more equity in their pocket. I guess I'm not a friends or family because I never heard about this. <laughs> <laughs> but all you on the Late Night and Chalky podcast, Saul, call our office, 714-784-5736 and mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast.
1: Nice. Anything else we know need to know about Dash Mortgage?
0: Um, just our California Realtor BRE number, 0199-3245.
1: Okay, let's stop talking about real estate and mortgages. Let's talk about what really matters and what is that. Surf trips. And where do we like to go? Off my mind, Nicaragua. And where do we stay in Nicaragua? The one and only Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. An exclusive, inclusive, -inclusive all-inclusive... Boutique hotel on the beach... Waves out front, ponga drops, waves down the beach, Colorado's, where I saw late night lar get Shactified. Oh, insane in the membrane down there. Tons of barrels,
0: but better yet, it's not just the surf that's insane down there. It's just this compound that they have. Killer poolside, killer food, top of the line chefs,
1: you name it. It's in a safe, gated community. Uh, they'll pick you up at the airport. They'll drop you off at the uh, at the house. Um, there's ping pong table. There's horseback multi- riding. There's horseback riding. Yeah. There's world class fishing. Golfing. There's golfing. Um, the scenic. I mean, it's it's the best. You could get a massage
0: after surfing for four hours in the morning. Yeah.
1: So it's great for people that are traveling by themselves. It's a great place to bring your family. It's a great place to have a retreat. It's a great place to have, you know what I'm saying, bachelor parties. You know what I'm saying? I think we've been there for all of the above. We might have. So go to Mark and Dave's website and mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast, and you're going to get 200 bucks off, uh, off selected weeks for the rest of 2019. Oh, Sign me up. This is insane.
0: Mark and Daves. Go. Welcome, friends and family and all you surf stars out there. Welcome to the Late Night
1: and Chalky podcast. It's Late Night with Chalky. Oh. Dude. Late Night with Chalky. Late Night with Chalky. Not Late Night and Chalky. Late Night with Chalky. Look at the hat. Wow. The hat says Late you Night know? with Chalky, Surf Talk. That's right. That's you what know, it says.
0: I'm, I'm a little behind the ball.
1: We're a little bit tired Because we just... Well, first of all, let's introduce our very special guest. Yes. He goes by the name of John Moore, who is the creative director and co-founder of the best brand in the world, Whoa, Outer Known. It's right there. Outer Known. Outer Known. Welcome, John.
2: Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for, get, <laughs> thanks for getting me out of the studio and, and mm-hmm. making sure we got our priorities right today. in a, a nice surf session at Lowers. Yeah, uh, surfed well, out.
1: Laura was saying, "Let's just you know, you know, let's just look out front here and surf closeout beach break shitty waves." Which, like I said, looked pretty
0: good compared I, to what I'm used. He to. He to calls it a closeout. Out. I, I call it totally makeable, like barreling peaks.
2: So, yeah. yeah. If no, I had your talent, I'd probably <laughs> call
1: it the same thing.
2: No, that was an amazing morning. No, Thanks lowers was a call. like that yeah. was. Uh, I honestly can't remember the last time I surfed lowers. So um...
1: the last time I surfed lowers, I got hurt bad. That's right, because
2: yeah. <laughs> that's a gnarly wave. <laughs> um, not not sure I was ready for the the youth factor. Just like I couldn't believe the, well, yeah, wasn't the level. Well, it was that of... bad
1: in the beginning. Like when we first got the, out there, it was kind of manageable. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, don't go to lowers, you
0: guys. It's it's crowded with a lot of aggressive yeah. youth and people yeah the and US opens
1: in town therefore the circus is in town and when we first got out it was kind of manageable yeah. and then as the Sun came out and the cameras got on the beach there was world-class surfing going on
2: and well I have to say I because I don't I don't know if I've ever had the opportunity to say something like this I split the first peak at lowers with Mick Fanning. yeah
1: that was pretty cool
2: that's uh, a, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he got the better end of that peak, but yeah, pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Good time. Thanks. Con- thanks again.
1: The conditions, what was it like four feet, six feet? Yeah. Four to yeah. six. Sheet glass, a little overcast, warm water. Warm. Who would have thought that we would take a, a day, a couple hours out of our, all of our crazy busy schedules to do a podcast and then have an epic surf session before what are
0: you talking about bro we're reps
2: this is what we do every day <laughs> <laughs> you guys are blowing it out there that aren't surfing reps yeah Thank, Thankful you did I, I might have been the only one of the only guys on a twin fin out there I think there was one other guy There's, There's a couple, couple dudes yeah guy that, with the red, red. Yeah, yeah or purple yeah. yeah
1: yeah anyways Brandon yeah yeah just That's fun I introduced myself to him
2: so more podcasts in our future, so we can get more sessions in the morning. Absolutely, yeah. John Moore,
0: more more and more. Juan Moore, Moss,
2: Moore.
1: nickname. He's got a nickname. Whoa! Dude, you know the I'm all cool alias. people I'm have alias. nicknames. Late night, late Chalky. night, Chalky and, Juan Moss. Yeah, yeah.
2: Moss. Yeah, Juan Moss. Wow. Because
1: John Moore. Moore
2: is Juan Moss. Juan Moss, I, I like it. <laughs> My dad is also John Moore, so. I think I grew up not liking my name, and on one of just because I just thought it was lacking all originality. Yeah. And then on a surf trip, um, we were in Cabo actually, uh, with him and a good friend of his, Steve. And I can't remember if it was my dad or I think it was Steve said just Juan Moss out of the blue. I think I was probably twelve years old and it stuck with me. That's cool. That
1: really? Yeah. Huh.
2: The email. It wasn't like, hey, Juan Moss.
1: One wa- one Moss wave.
2: One Moss cerveza. One Moss cerveza. Not at twelve. Well, I don't think. I mean, it turned into that, of course, over yeah. the years. But Google John Moore one of these days, and you'll just there's one of these days. I've done that, I have every. I've I, done that all there's all millions week. Millions and millions of us, and you know, everywhere. So,
1: not um, another John Moore. There's
2: there's a lot you know, of us. You know how like.
0: Technical, like really successful podcast. They have the guy in the computer in the back, like firing stuff off the screen. It's it's oh, it's coming in right now. Yeah, I'm I'm plugging it in to my 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 Sprint slow Google right here. Amazing, John Moss, Juan Moss. Okay,
1: so we had an amazing day so far. Now we're oh, after we had an epic little surf session, we got to be groms and ate a Pedro's
2: Pedro's fish tacos. Yeah, well, that's what I went. I'm very full. Yeah. That was, was good. That was delicious. I, I could have maybe skipped the beans, but the tacos were delicious. Yeah. yeah. Like, we did a grum session yeah. today so far. Yeah, we're still salty, a little sandy. Like, it's been a good day. Laura made I, me drink a modello. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm apologizing publicly to my crew back in the studio. I'm going to miss that four o'clock meeting. But Sorry, Tom, guys. I know you guys got this one, so. <laughs> All right. We could Skype you in. <laughs> <So>. We're good. <laughs>
1: We're good, all Juan Moss, um, if you never or don't know who Juan Moss is, John Moore, he is an incredible visionary designer, entrepreneur, hell of a surfer. But before we get into what, what John Moore or Juan Moss is today, let's go back. And tell us about, you know... Your Gromhood. Yeah, your Gromhood, Gromhood. your early start in yeah. surfing.
2: Um, well, I was born in Burbank, where there are no waves. Oh. Um, and, you know, I was lucky enough in, I, I think I was early, early days, th- probably three years old, we moved up to Westlake Village, um, moved to a great little street uh, with all these young... Kids, we were, it was a suburbs, but we were in the hills, um, a very short drive from some pretty good waves up in, up in LA, um, and had a bunch of kids on that street that all loved skating and surfing, and nice. so, um.
0: Parents were, like, all the families were kind of beachgoers or active
2: outdoor. So, so into it, you know, cool. like, um, Did your dad or mom well, surf for Uh, my dad is, it's kind of funny, so very early on he he sort of talked like a surfer he could tell these like I think he just knew he was always having fun he knew we were really into surfing and so he'd tell these like far out stories of like some rogue swell he caught up in Alaska and like it wasn't in those early days I believed him I just like you know wow okay killer um but my dad I mean so he made shit up he basically... <laughs> to, to inspire one, you, to inspire you. Me. Yeah, and inspire me. One, one of his best friends, one of his best friends to this day, Steve Livingston, was a, a lifelong surfer. Um, and, you know, I think it was in those earliest days, Steve, I can't remember if Steve had, had his daughters yet. So Steve had three daughters and then two boys. Um, you know, a couple of his daughters ended up becoming surfers, but, you know, mm-hmm. he, he wanted, like, I was like... The adopted son and so Steve was always taking me surfing um, and my dad just you know he rolled so well so we'd go on these surf trips you know my dad was there hanging with the best of them um, definitely I, I saw my dad paddle out a few times but yeah. I, I don't think he'd call himself a surfer yeah um, but uh, great storyteller and he just my family surrounded me with all the right people and literally Is Steve was rest- a neighbor or was he, he was, a family friend well back then he was a, a good family friend Um, my parents ended up buying their house, so they live now in in Livingston's old house, but, uh, we, on this street, it was called Briar Glen, and, um, I think six of the boys that lived in the houses on that street that we moved to, like, I, you know, I still know half of them. Uh, One of them was Kyle Field, who's uh, still a good friend of mine, lives up in, um, kind of northern Malibu, um, and we would literally you know if we weren't you know we were either begging for rides to the beach of course begging or we were skating the bowls that and there were numerous bowls all around town so hmm. um, do you remember your first uh, skateboard surfboard like what did you
1: what, what kind of setup did you have back then
2: so i still have my first skateboard you know what
1: yeah you i still I wish i had
2: mine i still have my first skateboard i'll have to find it but i know i do have it it was this, this like weird flexy see through blue Thing, um, kind of smaller scale. And it's funny because I still like riding skateboards that are small and shaped like that, um, like a penny style. The pin- yeah, the
0: pennies before the penny. Yeah,
2: long before. I mean, yeah. this thing was this is this is probably they like, were like late half 70s. the size of a penny almost. Yeah, like they're exactly. The least. I remember yeah. Those. yeah, tiny. And then I I do remember my first surfboard. I wish I had that. Um, I bought it at a garage sale, just around the corner from my house, and. Three qu- It was a kind of a stubbier, like thicker board. Um, three quarters of the deck had this inlay of like traction pad, and it wasn't until a few years later did I figure out it was actually a kneeboard. <laughs> um, twin fin. I, I wish I, I was trying to remember. Knowing that we talk about this, I don't rem I don't remember. Hmm. If it was, Usually
0: they are twins or quads. Yeah. Not, did they have quads back then? Yeah. yeah,
2: I remember yeah. the deck like it was. Yeah, I really wish I still had this board. Kind of almost had the spooned out nose, um, and I mean, it was it was also probably a late seventies, like probably home job, and mm-hmm. um, did didn't have that, you know, very long. I remember my my parents invested in a custom surfboard for me, um, and it was a Steve. I think I hope I get his name right. Steve Huerta. California street surf designs. He was a Ventura shaper. Okay. And, um, that was, that was my first board. It was a six one thruster. How old were you? I was young. That's um, cool. I was young. I, I mean, how old are you in second grade? Second. Oh wow. Grade, probably. Third grade. That's really That's early. early. Yeah. That's like, seven, eight.
1: Yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. I met Emmy's gonna be in second grade, so oh, yeah. she's gonna be eight in August. Yeah.
2: So hey. I mean, Kyle Field and I started surfing. Who's Kyle? First, Field? Kyle's who I told you is he still lives up off uh, Decker. He was he lived on my street. He lived on okay. Bragline And then a couple years later, I was just talking to him on Saturday, um, so I know that we got the, the, the years right. I was in second grade and I met a kid named Trevor Cole. And he's still one of my best friends. And so, Trevor, we have going to school together. Um, and that's when things really took off. That's about when I got my custom board. Um, Trevor lived in Agora. I lived in Westlake. Um, you know, Trevor, in my opinion, kind of had a little bit more of the Rippers in his community over there. Um, and so. Is that closer to the beach? I don't know if it's so much I'm closer north to the beach. We were, we were actually pretty as a, it's crazy how close we were to the beach. So even though we, You're we were on the backside in, of the, hip, yeah, the, hip, the hill, the hill. And so if we would take Decker, which is this treacherous two lane road, um, but you know, you learn how to take the corners and when you can, um, kind of go a little bit faster and you, you'd be at the beach. We'd be at like County line, Leo Creole in 20 minutes. Yeah. Is that, is that your stomping grounds? Those are the first
1: surf spots that you frequented. Yeah, like
2: Zuma, Leo, North LA County. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You know, my zone was probably always kind of the Malibu to Rincon, but you know, in those early days, it was sort of everything in between. You know, it was like a lot of the beach breaks. Um, My dad had a really good friend. Bruce who lived on the jetties in Ventura and I remember I think that's where I actually remember getting my first real wave wave. wow um definitely on that did you surf? it did did it become your thing and you surfed all year long and I it was definitely my thing I mean I was hooked immediately um second grade's pretty fucking early yeah
1: yeah for sure you know and
0: it but, but that, that, at that age, it's probably like weekends, yeah. you're not doing other sports yeah, totally. summer for sure. You'd pick up like, you know, totally more often, get to the beach. But I mean, until you're like a teenager and you have like connections yeah, with somebody I, that's a 16 school, that yeah. has, a, you know, you know, you stop relying on mom and dad or a neighbor yeah. to drive you I really open totally, up. really I, opened it up.
2: I do remember there was an older kid I went to school with. Uh, we were going to this tiny little school and called Hillcrest, um, and there was this older kid and I don't remember his name. I was trying to remember it. And he used to drive us all the mm. time to the beach. I think it was because he was a diehard surfer. He knew that, you know, we were, he could probably use us as an excuse. I'm going to take the groms. We'd hang out all day. Yeah. My parents trusted him. Um, but I, I kind of came from one of those families where I almost had to earn my surfs a little bit, you know, like in those early days. So you're right, Jay. Like it was kind of like weekends um you know the the rare holiday of, or day off from school but then like if i was somehow doing i was never that good in school so that's probably why is mm. they, they were like you know if you can make a few things happen get a few yeah grades then all of a sudden like someone would pick us up and drive us to the beach right yeah. and so that, that was always like oh okay yeah. we all work a little harder did Maybe you, you bored at up. all before or no skipped um, it I no, I would. I, I think we all did. I yeah. think doesn't everyone probably? Pretty much. Like, oh, I would
1: yeah.
0: get I would get so teased by my my brother and all of his friends. Like, why are you still on the boogie board, you kook? Like, because I'm standing <laughs> up on it, you know, catching like waves, standing up, doing three. You know, that's what you did. Yeah. Like, why don't you just get on a surfboard? And I'd be like, it's not cool. I'm having fun here, and you know, <laughs> trying to just. I, I think I just despised them, like, teasing me. So I yeah. just said, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. And
1: you
2: did it to spite them.
0: Yeah, kind of, I think, yeah. when I was young, yeah. Plus, I mean,
2: yeah, plus in the earliest days, like, Zuma was sort of our, like, that was probably the beach we hung out at the most, and they'd blackball it. So you'd kind of... Boo, forced. blackball, <laughs> lame, thumbs <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, so before we had the, you know, the the, the better um, versions of the Foamies that we have today. But, yeah, so we were standing up on boogie boards and stuff. So did you growing up surfing, did you partake in contests did you ever get into that? <laughs> so it's really funny, I, and I hadn't thought about this until I saw you sent me that question. Um I surfed one contest in my whole life. Really? What? It was it was the Avocado Festival Surf Challenge. I don't remember the full name and I did it I'd up in Ventura to, or Santa It was Harbor? at Santa Claus Lane. Yeah. Up up yeah, basically Carp. Yeah. The car. yeah. And it was windswell, and I was so stoked. My dad took us up, and I was so young, you guys. I was, and I can't actually, the waves were tiny. I'm pretty sure I, I got crushed. Um, definitely didn't make make it through my first heat. Yeah. So I think it was like I got third or fourth. Um, but so that was the one one and done. The avocado, the avocado. Is this is
0: that still around? Do they still um, do it? I, I should have looked it up. They probably I wanted did a festival, but not surfing yeah. contests.
2: I mean, and it was it was affiliated with one of the you know shops. Like, yeah, what was it? it a frame like and
0: Ringcon Designs, which was Matt Morris. Matt Morris, and then there, I mean, CI and Beach House. There not there wasn't a lot of yeah. shops up there.
1: From from so Westlake at... to Ventura is a long haul. Ye,
2: not I mean, really, not not really. Actually, I mean. It was almost easier so put it this way, my parents still live up there. They they live in Thousand Oaks. And where their house is on a clear day, they're actually looking over the hills straight at Rivermouth and Ventura. And so what a trip. so you can be up at Rivermouth in, in in a half hour. Hmm. Um you can actually see the water. Um and so really like Ventura wasn't that far. I mean w- Mondo's I don't know if you know all those little spots kind of between Emma Woods and, and but Red but it's Kong.
0: surfing Zero foot or one foot most of the year yeah. to six foot almost. Yeah. Every, I mean that got they yeah. suck in a lot of swell up there
2: from yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, sure. yeah. yeah there was Actually, always I mean, yeah. I I'm I've always been someone who I can have fun in small waves. Um, so but, can Linden So Linden. that's my favorite. You almost need a smaller wave, right? Shut up, both of you. Every time I ask him, I'm like, "How are the waves?" <laughs> it was so fun. I
1: get
0: down there and it's two foot and on shore. Dude, should, have been, been earlier, should have
1: been here earlier, bro. Yeah,
2: it's
0: two
1: feet bigger and glassy.
2: Well, that's also. I mean, I'm that guy too. I always should have been there yesterday, but um, but growing up, I we just like Zuma was probably like our favorite wave, the most consistent wave. Um, but it was really just. Ventura we probably spent more time surfing in those earlier days than going south Mm. um I can remember the first wave I ever got at Malibu I remember the the feeling of that first wave at first point and I was I was super young and then I actually remember I think it was maybe Trevor's parents took us to Topanga once that felt so exotic Mm. driving just another couple points down. Yeah. yeah, like 10 minutes down the road. A whole new world. Oh, yeah, and dropped us off, you know, like we'll see it, you know. Well, the world us off in the was, morning, we'll see it for Only as
0: big as your bubble, and back total then our bubble was family, tiny, neighborhood, and tiny. then, you know, the beach. And now, you know, as you blow up that bubble, you're like, oh my gosh, so far I went down the coast. Yeah, Now, <laughs> yeah, I'll
2: drive two hours to surf. Well, now I just need to do more podcasts with you guys, <laughs> and I'll get to surf better waves. I remember... So Seal Beach was my
1: uh, closest surf spot. Closest surf spot. Yeah. Used to ride my bike two and a half hours there.
0: You're a really slow peddler. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then we graduated to like Bolsa and then started going to Huntington. Every step you're like, oh man, these waves are good. You know, oh my, this beach is insane. And every spot you're just like, wow. Better and better. Your world just keeps growing in your, your experience and, and like stoke yeah you know because you see better surfers because seal beach there wasn't that great of surfers really yeah. at least when i surf there and then you know bolsa there's a little bit more and then huntington you're just like holy shit there's a late night yeah
2: <laughs> jay larson don't, hey don't come to the pier bro <laughs> call ahead you hear that
0: let me give you the yeah, VIP treatment. The
2: talent level is incredible down here. I mean, it always yeah. has been. Yeah. Oh, I, I it mean. I was growing up.
0: I lived me. bike ride to the beach, you know, fortunate, like less than a mile or about a mile. Yeah. And I would ride down at dawn, like maybe pack a lunch some days if that, you know, but most not. I'd just go bum money off like. People hanging out on the beach, yeah. And then I go get like three dollars scrambled in coins and go eat lunch. I'd stay there till sunset every day. Yeah, yeah. it was like no supervision, that- super safe. I mean, there's a bunch of generations of guys hanging out, but
1: from like that- sixth grade on. That's
2: why from when your kids grade, called in this morning food. saying you forgot the food, you're like, oh, you guys will figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, go oh, bump some change. Let's <laughs> go walk so up food. the beach. Oh, I was a yeah, uh, yeah. You guys have a good down here. I like it. So,
1: okay, now now we're. Junior high, high school, surfing. The surf a lot career more. didn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> contesting didn't work. One and done. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then um, tour here I come. <laughs> you 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 mentioned um, going on surf trips with your parents and yeah. Stephen.
2: What wow. what what places? Those early places? Cabo, you said, or you, you know, it was. Um, and they felt like such incredible trips back then. But my dad was awesome in the sense that he would just throw so many of us in his trucks and we would go camping. So we'd drive down into North County. So all those campgrounds and like Carlsbad and Encinitas. Yeah. Um, San Alejo area. Exactly. Yeah, Some, Sometimes we'd go north, so Refugio. And, you know, then you were just a little bit from like really good waves up there either way. Um, so we were you know, we were doing all these little camping trips, um, from my earliest memories and, and many times throughout the year, like summer and, and winter. And then,
0: um, pop up tents
2: and stuff too. Tents, the whole deal. Um, you know, and I can't remember at one point my dad got a big, what do you call those? Um, trailer? No, the, I can't believe my, my mind's going blank. No, those big extra long bed, got the big bench in the back, the, Like the Chevy, I don't know, these big F10. trucks. Oh. But way before they had, I don't know, I can't remember I the name of it. I know what you mean. It'll come yeah. to me. Econoline? <laughs> no.
0: We had one of those. Really? <laughs> Dodge, like Econoline, like, van? Full, yeah, full rapist van, no windows. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: This had windows. <laughs> uh-huh. But it was it was green or teal. Anyways, so he'd throw us all on this thing and boards. And yeah, we'd just, we'd get lost for the weekends. Um, And then Steve Livingston, you know, he was, he went on a few of those trips, but then he was like, all right, we're going to go a little farther. And, uh, was he a good surfer, Steve? He, I always looked up to him. Uh, yeah, he was a good surfer, super competent in the water. Um, short border, long border, long border. Okay. But really like, I just, he loved it. And you know, when you're young and you look up to these people and they're doing like, they still have that same stoke you know, you're, you explained the stoke you had as a kid, right? You mm-hmm. just were like dying to get out on the water. Well, Steve was this adult, but he, he, he still had that stoke. He yeah. wanted to go a little bit farther. He wanted to go find that wave that no one else, um, had, had ridden in. So we did a couple trips into deep, um, deep Baja, um, mm. didn't get as far down as like, you know, the, um, Scorpion Bay or anything, but we were, we were deep and, um, no one else around. Um, we would, you know, fill up. I think at this point we had two of those trucks. So he was driving one. My dad was driving one. Um,
0: it's the way you got to do it. It's, it's the way you got to do Party it, right? System. Yeah. It's catchy.
2: Yeah. You know, things would happen. Someone else would always loop loop back around, make sure everything was okay. Um, you know, someone always had a, an extra twenty to to, to pay Petrarals. off whatever we had to pay off. But uh, so those so that was sort of getting out there, you know, in the earliest days, it was, you know, myself, Kyle, Trevor, you know, later a, a kid named Brandon Arroyan, um, but we were just, we were, Cabo was like, still like the furthest reaches of what we, like, we hadn't been there yet, yeah. that was like a tropical surf trip, yeah, yeah, yeah Border, borderline we, tropical, yeah. depending yeah. on the yeah. time of year, those are kind of
1: been... my first initial, you know initiation to surf trips was Cabo. Yeah. You know and and looking back now having gone to you know other exotic destinations Cabo isn't as great as it used to be but it's still freaking insane. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's fun. Yeah. It's it, a, it's it, a fun place. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So what was your first big like surf trip with your
2: friends? So I was trying to remember kind of the the chronological order of things. I mean my parents would take go to Hawaii. Meat, yeah, the, our family and usually a friend to Hawaii. Um and we would do either
1: What did your parents do for a living? What did your dad do for My a dad living? was in
2: sales, mm. um like you guys but pharmaceutical sales. Oh, um nice. which was an interesting place to be in. that you know in in, Pills in the 70s, are good. 80s Pills and are good. it's pretty lucrative
1: industry right, industry, right? Yeah. it's yeah. always
2: been yeah, yeah. He, he my dad worked harder than anyone and he wasn't around a whole lot in those early days that's probably why when he was around we went surfing yeah you know? um, but uh, you know really hard worker he actually retired really early too which i have mm. always respected you know in his I want to say in his mid 40s actually shut uh, the which front is, door which is right where we are now and gosh I'm so far away Isn't, that cra- <laughs> isn't <that> crazy? <laughs> I don't but, see myself ever it's, But it's not like he made no. an unbelievable amount of money. It was just kind of like... He, he found his, I his, his out it. game and yeah. he made it to... Yeah. Dude! They had a... they. You know, I've got a younger sister. She's three years behind me. And then I have another younger sister who was adopted when I was... She was a baby when I was a senior in high school. Mm. And so, I think they my dad... A, a baby girl. A baby girl. Hmm. Yeah, Haley. So, that my my baby sister's Haley. My my younger sister's Julie. Um, And my... You know, I think it was just my dad had done pretty well and he was just like, he just wanted to slow down. I don't know if he had, I don't know if it was like, I'm going to retire per se. Cause, yeah. cause he had had business partners that they were going to, I think they were talking about investing in a lot of stuff. Um, and they're still good friends. They still like do, do things from now on then. But you know, really that was, was he, your dad
1: an entrepreneur and, and doing other
2: businesses? He did start- at, like right after the Right after, so he, in the earliest days, he was going to this. Take a he thought. Well, remember in the 80s when AIDS blew up? Yeah. So my dad was in this, he, he had transitioned a little bit and he was in this like home healthcare business. And so he was setting up patients that were very sick and they needed care, but they didn't need to be in the hospital at home with everything Hospice. they needed. Yeah. Kind of I, like
0: a therapy like rehab. Yeah,
2: they could they had nurses, yeah. they they would get in any anything they needed and they'd set them up at home. And so my dad set that business up with a few other people and they did really well. I mean, they ended up selling that a couple of years later. Um and so, you know, in that sense, yeah, my dad took what he knew in sales and he applied it to building these other businesses. Um some were successful. I mean, that home healthcare one was, but he also did another. I remember like voicemail. Do you guys remember like so post pagers, pre smartphones, there was this thing where you'd like. You'd have you'd pay for your own voicemail somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Like, wow! And so I think I remember that. So you might not because it didn't do very well for my dad. No, but I remember <laughs> like
0: it was your home answering machine. But there was I think not maybe his yeah. company, but I think others filled that yeah. space yeah. and did that. It was a it was a it, message a number, center yeah yeah
2: it was, exactly. So he was doing something like that for a while um he tried to do it up in like santa barbara ventura and i think it's just you know it just wasn't that wasn't his sweet spot and so you know but what was really cool is he just kind of he basically retired you know he and my mom raised my little sister and they were always you know he was always there for us he nice. um so retired at a really young age but definitely set a very high standard for for his children yeah um, so I think, in that sense, yeah, he was an entrepreneur, and
0: that's right. That's what you got to do. I was looked up up to him. Tell your kids you want this; you're gonna
2: yeah. have to work
1: really hard. Yeah. yeah. So, going back to surfing, what was your first
2: big surf trip? So yeah, I was trying to remember. So my parents used to take us to Hawaii, um, which was pretty cool. Sometimes that's a big surf we, trip. It, it was a killer, and and you know it's so funny too because we probably what were staying. You, what island did you go? Usually Kauai or Maui. Yeah, but like if we were. If we were in Kauai, we were either on the south shore around some cool waves like Poipu, Poipu, Pukalas, um, you know, or we were up on the north shore of Kauai, you know, um, or if we were on, you know, Maui, maybe we were in like, um, what is it called the, uh, the harbor, my my Lahaina, Lahaina, yeah, and there's always a wave there, yeah, always kind of like more sand more like yeah more crazy yeah so i mean for us like you know when you're when you're that young those also seem like incredible trips Um, for sure you know you're having fun you're getting lost you're um meeting new people and um but i think so when i was in college early college we did a couple crazy trips where we would go down to cabo so now i've you know this is like the big leagues we're flying down we're renting cars yeah. part- party, doing it proper doing it proper and there was a trip we must it must have been 92 or 93 and we we got we rented these Tsurus. I think they were called these little like Oh or little beater cars yeah and we drove up the East Cape and it was before there were roads and really any um, big developments and you know, we we wound up. It was a, so
0: bad back then.
2: Yeah, yeah I was like, so. I mean, in gutted, gutted gutted. out. Well, yeah, I mean, we lost a tire, which yeah. was kind of sketch. I remember it was like hours until. Yeah, we, we might have.
1: Uh, we were talking about earlier. We might have been there at the same year of yeah. that hurricane. Are you talking about. Well, this that, no, the hurricane the happened later. Okay. I mean, that's.
2: The, well, you asked me my best and worst surf trip. I yeah. think they might have both happened in Cabo. <laughs> 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 um, so, but, but anyway, we were super young. We went up. We were at one of the point breaks. I think it was shipwrecks and uh, camping. We ended up going. We were going to meet a bunch of other friends from the school, but we just got lost. The waves were so good. We stayed up there for like four days. Um, there was no one, too. It was just... I, I remember there. it was just us. And, oh, Pat Curran came oh, up wow. one day with his dune buggy. Didn't even paddle out. Just kind of drove up, kind of sat Damn. there, his his dog jumped out kind of hung and you know we we said hello to him but it, you know i don't even know if it was good enough for him or maybe yeah. maybe the fact that we were there and yeah it's like let these guys let have, these guys have it but um i think that was probably the most memorable early surf trip um, where we really felt like uh, like we went to find waves and we and and we we found what we were looking for yeah um a lot of those guys on that trip are still best friends of mine. I mean, Brett Sheffer, who you guys have known. Yeah. Um, uh, a guy named Josh Farbro, Russ Jones, Brian Richards. I mean, all like all these incredible crew that we kind of grew yeah. up with and we going to school with did that trip.
1: Um, we're going to probably go back and forth yeah. and talk surf and, yeah. and like career. So you went. you graduated high school. Barely. Um, and then you yeah. went to Westmont College. Yeah. yeah. And what is Westmont College? Like, what's it known uh, for? Small, or?
2: small, small liberal arts school okay. in, in Montecito. Yeah. Um, so I'd have to just back up a little bit and say a couple of things. Like, I was a horrible student. So, like, barely. Ditto. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> All right. I feel, feel comfortable here. Yeah, right. we're with like-minded yeah. people right here. Perfect. You know? <laughs> Perfect. Well, like-minded, blunt. <laughs> Wait, all, uh, all these what? years later, with the help of my girlfriend, I'm learning how to spell and I'm getting better at math, but uh, no, I was just, I was the worst, worst student and you know, there was a few bright points for me in high school was sort of this community of, of surfers I was hanging out with and, and kind of the beach time. And then it was art. So went to Westlake High School. I think his name was Mr. Lee. Um, Anyone who went to Westlake High School in that era remembers Mr. Lee. Had a lazy eye. Um, Like (sighs) coolest, sweetest man. And he kind of taught us all the basics. And that's really where of art of art. Okay. But in that era, you know, it was like we were. Learning how to, um, we could do photo class. We could shoot videos on VHS recorders. Um, mm. We would do. It wasn't one dimensional. It was yeah, art you, and yeah. different areas. mediums, mediums, mediums. Wow. And I and it, so you know really, I really, I, I really enjoyed that. Excelled in those in that side of.
1: Is um, that when you found your love for art? I think so. Yeah. Like, th- what what when we talk art, you know, art means so much stuff. Yeah like are you talking like drawing this was this was the graphic. fine
2: arts yeah i mean this was this is drawing painting photography um were probably the three mediums where they really sort of like teach you all the fundamentals um i could go all the way back to briar Glen street and kyle field who i mentioned a few times i mean kyle was an artist from the earliest i can remember and he had this just incredible natural talent and so i was always watching him doodle and i was you know so
1: what's his background or what's he do so
2: today he's a he's a musician Uh, he his he's put out all these records under the name Little Wings Um, Mm. still a diehard you know surfs as much as possible Um, you know and and still a fine artist paints and everything so you know but from those earliest earliest days I think I was always sort of watching what Kyle was doing and you know he was introducing me to the the right Music, but I was also watching him like sketch and then I always wished I could and then I think it was being in school um, with mr. Lee You know getting kind of like that. That's when oh wow all everything. I want to play with is right here And yeah, I, you know I started I found my groove everything else was miserable truly miserable for me like Just couldn't pass a test to save my life um, but
1: I cheated my, my way grade. through high school sorry kids <laughs> Whoa! Oh, okay. that Wait, happened
2: that, that's a little
0: TMI right there buddy a little TMI I'll cut it out yeah. no just kidding I love it
2: <laughs> well there's an interesting story too where I think sometimes the people around you at school know you're better off moving on than staying yeah. there so like truth be told you asked me about Westmont Westmont's a small liberal arts school um, yeah. How'd with, you find with it? an art program in the hills of Montecito, close to really good waves, yeah. um, which is which found, is a key, which is key. I grew up so I, my parents were extremely religious. There was a couple of like camps we did with our church when I was young that was at the school. So yeah. I'd go up there and I'd be like, "Wow, this is what what an amazing place!" I'm ten minutes from Rincon. I'm literally up the hill from Hammonds. Um, so you I mean, didn't party when you were junior high, well, high school? A little, you know. There's, I would say. I wasn't cool in high school, which I'm glad. I find that hard to believe. I'm glad. I'm, I was very quiet. I was... Because I, you're kind of like a hippie to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, what <laughs> like give, a free spirit. What gives
2: that away? <laughs> is it the beard? Is it the way I smell right now? Um, is that Patricia? Is it the twin fin? <laughs> um, the... Uh, you no, know. the cosmic aura. That, that's that's that, what it is. That happened later in life. I mean, okay. I grew up, you guys, in a you're, very you're conservative, conservative, Republican, religious. Christian household. So my mother um, was comes from um, she Jewish worked? lineage. My father was Catholic. They met. They were 16. They converted wow. to Christianity. Like, I mean, so I, I grew up kind of those very... My, my circle beyond surfing was sort of what I was exposed to probably at church, right? So we did these trips up to uh, Westmont, I think twice for summer camp. Cool. It was just a killer place. Um, but truth be told, I played water polo in high school. Maybe mm. maybe another thing I kind of had a little bit, like, I wasn't good at the academics, but I figured out the art and then, you know, I was decent at water polo decent enough that I probably could have gone on to play in college but a lot of the schools that I probably had the opportunity to play at I didn't have the grades to go to right I mean
0: it was was pretty loose back then right now like we're in that process of like finding out what we need to do for our kids and it's it's like the competition and like the 4.0 4.0 extra and extracurriculum it's next level and it's so yeah. next level you got to yeah. volunteer here you got to be part of yeah. the student body you got to do this you got to do that it's just like
1: there's extracurriculars uh, to
0: and
2: you're a little ahead of me i mean your your oldest is almost 16 so my 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 oldest is going to be a, a freshman of high school next year so one. i'm just starting one year yeah, yeah i think about this but um
0: different days t- different times
2: but you know it was like westmont to me you know i applied i got in and I, I, I had to put together a creative portfolio, and I, you know, I applied for their their fine arts program, and I actually got a little scholarship, and so it meant something to me that not only did I have my other options were really City College, so, um, so this is like a four-year four-year, yeah, yeah, what? Well, it, it's a great school, um, you know, in in a lot of my best friends were going to UCSB. Um, a lot of my best friends from high school, it's just, you know, it's right, it's right across town. So, you know, I had kind of the best of both worlds. Um, I think when I went to Westmont, there was, I can't remember the ratio, but it was like one guy to every three girls. And so, you know, that's why you went there. A lot of my, well, again, I was very awkward, (laughs) so I don't know if I was that guy yet, but my friends, like my friends wanted show. to. do fill us full of bullshit. I'm not.
3: <laughs> hey, we're all my, a
2: little awkward in our own ways. My friends wanted to come hang out with me for that reason, which was cool. The, yeah. so we we kind of had the best of both, both worlds, and um, but yeah, so for went went up there, and I mean it was a killer experience. I met like so many incredible people, which really was the conduit to kind of everything I'm doing today. Well,
0: that and building and, your. You know, expanding on your your relationships and personalities, but those relationships you you have at the you know college years yeah I mean those carry you through your professional career 100%. and you know so all yeah. the way
1: earlier we were talking about you know your your start in the industry your first experiences in yeah. surf culture yep. right and we brought up Pete Rocky
2: well yeah that was was that
1: high school or was that, yeah, that was college, college yeah. Okay.
2: Well, so, when I went to Westmont, um, it was, there was this really interesting group of friends. Did you surf a lot in, in that area? Oh, man, we surfed every day. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was... My second year, I lived on the top of our income point. And so, you know, it was like... Like, we surfed. I, I can't believe how much we surfed, actually. And... Um, but we... The... I met all these guys. So, you know, my, my community was rather small growing up in West like Thousand Oaks. I kind of knew a handful of people. We got up there. You know, half of my friends were across town at UCSB. But at <laughs> Westmont, in, in either my grade or the year ahead of me, I can't remember, was, you know, I met um, a kid named Brad Froling, um yeah. this incredibly... Um, Newport guy. Newport guy. Yep. Tom Blush. Uh, rest in peace. Um, unfortunately, left us a couple years ago. But uh, both um, Brad, Tom, are from Newport. Incredible surfers. Um, Tom Carey. Uh, no. no, no, Tom Blush. Tom Blush. Okay. Tom Blush. Um, Carter Elliott from La Jolla. Another guy named Alden Cole from La Jolla. Um, uh, Aaron James, one of the smartest guys I've ever known in my life and all these guys are incredible surfers mind you too but Aaron's like a a philosopher like left Westmont went on to get like 10 more degrees you know he's a doctor he's doing a doctorate of something and he's doing these incredible things he just had this conference a couple weeks ago and just you know I was surrounded by this amazing community of people another guy Johnny Brooks from from Florida and so it was really I met all these guys first like freshman year and um you know they introduced me to all these other people right yeah. so like the frolings and tom were like really good friends with cordell miller and like so we'd come down so you here, met cordell way back in the day. way back and you know all of a sudden i'd be riding his tiny little potato chip yeah. boards yeah. and you know um but it was like cool like i'd talk about my friend cordell yeah was this like ripper surfer and you know so it was like it was it's all like a these cartoon character, <laughs> but it was all these. It was like meeting. You know, that's what happened in those four years, and um, um that ultimately, I can't remember. I was living. I was running this, running a half of a room, at the top of Rincon Point, at the top of the Cove. Wow. Um, so ocean view. Oh, right on the right, right on the water. Wow. Eighty ninety six Sol. But that's and, all you, you really
0: need is a place to. Sh- shower and yeah. sleep. Like I mean, at that. Yeah, but he lived at con No, I know, but that. like a half a room, you know. <laughs> a half, like a, yeah, you, I yeah. mean, you, you didn't. There wasn't much needed. Like, yeah. Uh, board wax. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. it. Like got the window and Rincon's yeah.
2: breaking. Yeah. You're out there. And I had to, you know lots and, of talk. And ramen I had to make and I, you, you had to make your way make to geez. school. You know, I had to do. I had to pass my classes, and so. But the um, the reason why I'm bringing that up is like in you know we were we were just always hanging out surfing. Somehow I met Pete. Petey, and he and his mom um, we were trying to remember it's Ida e- I think Pete and Ida Rocky um, th- they opened up a place called Rocky Point Surf and Sport right in the heart of Carp and um, I think it was sort of their first venture into like you know surf retail mm-hmm. um, but I they hired me I, rem- I remember this morning I had an opportunity I was either going to work at the Starbucks in Montecito or like they called me and I'm like okay I think I had already accepted the job at Starbucks but then I said barista I said no (laughs) so I could go work at Rocky Point perfect for the hipster yeah there you go (laughs) but we we um it was that was that was awesome I mean I pretty much ran that space for that period I don't know if it was like it's it's it might have just literally been a long summer, yeah. but you know, it, it felt it, like a long time. It, it felt like a but long your, time. That was your so
0: introduction what, into like surf, yeah, life. like a, the
2: business of surf. Yeah. Did they sell boards. We had suits? boards. We had Matt Moores. We had. I remember there just being a lot of clothes. Yeah, I mean, I love I love you guys. If you happen to hear this, I mean, they, they I really appreciate what they did for me. I don't know if I always had a lot of support or got paid on time. <laughs> so what I thought was pretty rad is I was surrounded by all these like, cool clothes. Cool clothes. And you got free wax. There you go. And <laughs> so I remember like, free Zika. You know, oh, oh, I think I'm going to wear that flannel tonight. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so that was sort of the Rocky Point surfing sport was. But that um, was
1: your kind of introduction to the surf world. Pretty surf much. Industry. Yeah.
2: I, I would say the, was, bo- I would say the, the, the guys I was hanging out with, they were really, they showed me that there was, they introduced me to all these people. And mm-hmm. so they, I realized that there was other ways to make money in the world of surfing. Um, if you're not, you know, a, a shredder and yeah. you, you know, like there was uh, there a was, late night. If you're not a late, if night. you're not, if Wait, you're not, G- oh, you guys RSA. had to work. I just <laughs> had, I just had checks
1: show up at my door
0: every, every week. I don't know. I'm sorry. You They're guys. still coming, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> still. Um, a little residual. But that was... Yeah, so they... Um, so that was... I think it was that. It was just meeting all these really interesting people through them. Yeah. Um, I remember... Do you remember any reps, like, or any
0: like guys that would come by? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. You know, but even before that, like, growing up in... So, in Thousand Oaks, my local surf shop was a place called Surf and Style. Um, it's no longer there. It hasn't been there for a long time. Yeah. Um, but it was, we had Surf and Style and T.O., we had Ig and Agora, and there was this really cool little soulful shop called Perfect Balance on the other side of uh, the 101 and Agora. And so I remember, like, hanging out in those stores, and, and I think maybe that's, like, that's where I, I remember reps coming through and yeah. kind of, like... Choking well, us out. I like, mean, we
0: hung out in surf shops. I mean, yeah. every day it blew out, or, you know, yeah, we just yeah. didn't want to go see the, you know, latest surf movie. And like, we would go hang out, and check mm-hmm. out all the boards, totally. the clothes. Yeah. Watch it was some videos, videos. That was it. That was what we did. Like, Watch
2: some videos. Like, kept,
0: kept us out of trouble. Yeah.
2: Maybe the O'Neill rep would come through and tell all of us that, like, if we got something through him, we could get, like, you know, whatever a percentage off. Oh, and dude. like, Lee, Lee's still the rep. 50, <laughs> 50 years later. Yeah. Same Lee, guy. Lee Westfall? Yeah. Is it? And, you know, and we'd be so stoked because it was like, you yeah. know, then you tell, oh, I think I'm going to, I'm kind of on the team, you know, like, um, so, but it was, I think those early days, like being around the surf shops, I was maybe a little bit exposed to some of the, the sales side of things. Um, but yeah, like, uh, but that's when you got exposed to the brands. Yeah. Right? I wasn't buying at Rocky Point. In fact, I don't remember how stuff showed up. It was, I, I showed up, I unlocked, and I, cl- I locked. You know, like, I, I, I made sure the store around.
0: Yeah, they needed a body in there, and that was you. Yeah,
2: and that was me. Um,
1: so you don't remember, like, receiving stuff or no, tagging stuff? No, or... no. I mean,
2: I, I, I do. I, remember I have nightmares of that. Off, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, but it was it was hanging out with all these guys. I was, I, I could see that maybe I could parlay my love of the arts and can into a career that maybe would be doing something creative within the surf industry. Like freelance, maybe for some of the companies and get some designs.
0: Yeah.
1: So you saw like, you know, t-shirts and whatever. Yeah. You're like, huh, that's kind of cool. I like to do that kind of
2: totally. Yeah. And I, I got the bug early. I remember, um, uh, it, it's probably going to totally on PC to bring this up. We can't, we couldn't do this today, but at the time, one of our good friends, Jason Nelson, we called him fat Nelly. <laughs> um, you know, and Jason was like the best sport. Um, I'm sure he dished it all back to us, but like we actually created a little t-shirt brand called fat FAT Nelson. And, um, anyone who is in Santa Barbara in you know, 92 <laughs> to ninety ish probably um, probably you know you would have seen a sticker you would have probably would probably gave you one of our t-shirts but um so we got very entrepreneurial and started trying to create our own business I remember my dad helped us out gave us a little bit of seed money I literally think it was like 5,000 bucks wow oh, that's a but good check start. it out check it out I had it it wasn't, here, this is yours. It was, you got to pay us back. And I don't yeah. remember what the terms were. That was were. your credit line. Yeah.
0: It didn't just give you five yeah. grand. It's like, hey, if it's a smart investment yeah. and it's going to generate some money, then... You can
1: come to me. Yeah, and I'll be your bank for five, a, five grand. Yeah, Come but up with an excuse to what was, take some money out. What was the interest? What's this for? I don't remember. <laughs> just it. kidding.
2: I, well, here, I, I actually don't remember the terms. Wait, five thousand bucks in 92. Totally. Uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, And my dad went to various meetings with me to get, you know, so I could kind of learn a little bit about getting the trademarks, doing, getting some of the business side but, but, but
0: he knew the, like, what the brand was about. It yeah. wasn't a serious brand. Yeah. And so I'm sure he was probably kind of like a little hesitant on giving you money based on, wait, you're making shirts sure about
2: Fat your Nellie. friend? Fat, like, Fat, Fat Nelson was the name. I mean, can you imagine doing that? We, you, you, you could do, do, do it, it now. now. Um, <laughs> but... But, it, you know, we had fun. We made t-shirts. We made hats. We, we made patches, which we put on flannels. We, we, we'd we buy those service ja- station, like gas yeah. station yeah. uniform jackets. We put our patches on them. Yeah. So what I ended up doing is Cause I sold enough. We ended up, we gave a lot of it away, but we sold enough to pay my dad back. And then that was it. You know, here's here it is. Here's, here's your money back. Yeah. Um, but it was a good... That was a cool little experience. Um, How long was that? Like a year, two years? It was probably two years. I mean, I remember it was like a lot of my other friends How'd you in sell Santa it Barbara. To retailers or oh man, dude, what are you doing? at all the were dorm parties on on the, on the weekend? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. this was probably after Rocky Point and before I did anything else. So I, I really think it was probably what you said, Jay. It was like networking it, all it on. to friends. Yeah, going to parties. Uh, my friends Russ and Ryan sort of became promoters, you know, I remember when that was a thing? Yeah. So they were doing like all the parties in Santa Barbara and I remember we'd come and bring a lot of that. Rave stuff parties. And, oh it was just <laughs> every time party back then. Yeah. to yeah, to have a good time. But what, they, what
1: kind of music were you listening to back then?
2: Uh, good question. That's the grudge. There was a so you scene, so right? I'm gonna tell so Del Parque Rave is a is is something that we so me, uh, Fat Nelly, Jason Nelson and Russ Jones had shared, a, shared this apartment um, on West Beach in Santa Barbara. And we actually, I remember we had something called Del Parque Rave. We, we passed out flyers to come to our house to have this rave. A house party rave? A house party rave. <laughs> but it was, I, you know, I've always eclectic music. I, I grew up, my parents would always be playing Beach Boys, um, Beatles. What is it? What was one Long of them? Rolling What was one of them? Um, Remember the radio station in the old days? KLOS or no, that was 95. oh K Earth, K Earth, right? So I grew up. K Earth was always on. So for me, music's always been really ages. eclectic. I do think in in college, yeah, there was there, there might have been a little bit of a rave moment and, and, a, and a you know a little techno in that world, but or what was it called? Let's it was acid jazz, you guys. Acid had, jazz dance. I had my little record player and my acid jazz. Album.
1: Huh. Who's that? Who's a, a jazz artist?
2: I couldn't tell. You. <laughs> I couldn't tell you anyone, anyway. you know. But that turned into like the early, remember in the early days of hip hop, like well, Diggable Planets, yeah. far side. Well, and that's when electronic, soul. I mean,
0: electronics kind of hit the scene, and everybody that I knew, we all got like those keyboard synthesizers. Oh, I had what one. What do you call them? Yeah, rolling. I had one of was... Synthesizing. Synthesize. But you could get the drum beat. You could get the drum beat. You get the tempo. I had yeah. all the little... Yeah, we were all making our so own. So John roll.
1: Moore was a raver? Yes. So. There, was, there was
0: a moment. There was a what about moment. The, did you, moment. There was some did sparkles. Did you miss a Michael did Jackson, you the Michael like,
2: Jackson breakdancing era? Michael Jackson was earlier for me. So I was a I was a huge Michael Wait, Jackson fan. hold man. on.
1: Did you wear the big Geneco jeans?
2: I... Well... <laughs> Here's the crazy thing about that. Well, we're, we're about to skip way around. Maybe let's save the Jinko jeans thing for when I started working for Fresh Jive. Okay. Because Fresh Jive and Jinko were, you know, that was the same era. Yeah. And there was a, you know, fairly fine line between what they were doing and what we were doing. Um, so I definitely was exposed to that. Look, Santa Barbara, great group of people just from everywhere. And You know, not only was I exposed to all these different facets of, like, incredible surfers and and what they were doing in the communities that they brought um, into our world, but also, like, my friend Ryan Rilke started working at this little Dungarees store on State Street. So, like, all of a sudden...
0: Dungarees, I remember them.
2: It was like, all of a sudden, there was fashion. Like, whoa, we're going to go out tonight. Your pants are cooler than my pants, you know? Yeah. So there was a little bit of that self-discovery of like looking down and going, whoa, I, you know, my baggy shorts and like, maybe I can step it up a little bit. care little. about
0: your looks and oh, what's trending yeah. and like getting into fashion, S- your yeah.
2: fashion sense or yeah. identity, style. Yeah, maybe a couple of girls started talking to me finally, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Who's like, this, who's this introvert that doesn't talk over here? You're, you're uh,
1: a very handsome so. man, Mr. Moore. I appreciate what, that. What was your what was
0: your line like here can I let me sketch you? <laughs> yeah. I'm an artist come let yeah. let yeah. can can sketch can you. Could sit down model for me? a portrait. <laughs>
1: um Ellie <laughs> do needs though. Yeah.
0: Wow. they're <laughs> running um so
2: meet me at 12 o'clock <laughs> yeah well we were all hours back then don't you remember in those days oh yeah it's like you just you, you it, went there, all, there was, all there all the clock. There was no clock it didn't matter yeah but where, where i was going with this is like you know you've got so going to art school i'm surfing great community people ryan's working at the dungarees shop um they're doing parties i, I started reading matt like more magazines than just surfer and thrasher so there was yeah. this magazine Rolling called Raygun. Well, Rolling yeah. Stone I always loved, but yeah. Raygun was really the mag. Uh, David Carson, who's also done a lot of incredible stuff in surf. In, in surf, yeah. It was his. He was the art director. He did this magazine. Um,
1: was that before Surfer? He did Raygun before Surfer. I have no clue. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure because I read okay. an article on him. I a think while back. maybe that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, they both kind of but he's a full-on surfer yeah that. And was he was a, doing the
2: raddest things with yeah. type and deconstructing everything but what i loved about raygun was it brought together the worlds of like everything i loved excuse yeah. me music and there was the, i definitely felt a little bit of the like surf and skate culture coming through probably just because of david and what his interests were but then a little bit of fashion. Yeah. And I mean, I, I got so into this mag. Yeah. I remember once I wrote to them. Remember when you could write into magazines like, yeah. long before? And they published it. Yeah. They oh, got yeah, my, yeah, They got my name wrong. But they put, you know... I think Did they, they say spelled, Moss? Well, I think they spelled <laughs> Moss, M-O-S-S, not <laughs> M-A-S. Um, But they... But, you know, so it was like, I'm looking at these pages in magazines. I'm exposed to all of these things. And I, I, I thought, well, gosh, if I could just how do I do that? How do I do what's on that magazine? It yeah. was different than growing up, you know, now, I had pictures say... of Martin Potter and Tom Kern on my wall and I wanted to be a surfer, but this, at this point I knew I, that was not in the cards yeah. and it was different. I was looking at
1: Things. Are you talking about the clothing, or are you yeah, talking a little bit
2: the art, the design, the art, the world that I saw on the pages of these magazines?
0: Because yeah. I've never what goes behind the scenes yeah. more than you yeah. know, like that's the final product, but yeah. like kind of going back to the beginning of who who puts this together.
2: Well, I don't know if I've ever been that good at any one thing in the design world. I think what I've I think being having the experiences that I've had what I'm better at is putting together a bunch of different elements to come up with the best experience so but it was it was truly looking at the pages and the pictures in these magazines and saying I want to bring a little bit of all of that into a creative world and and, and in a place where I can
1: but what did that mean as far as like what what was the end thing that
2: you wanted to create
1: with that I didn't clothing? know at that point. I didn't know. Okay. So that's I what I was trying to like so, so, figure so, out.
2: So I didn't know. Maybe did I want to be a photographer? Yeah. Um. You just did. I want the, to go You saw. Did I want to be a stylist? I want to create sets. I definitely started like. Through... Yeah, because I
1: mean, you're, you're you're almost to graduate. Yeah. College, right? And yes. You, you don't have a career in mind
2: I, well I knew I wanted I, I started seeing the career I started seeing I want to do something that I can start that that probably touches clothing but does it in a way where it brings all these other interests into that fold but, surfing music right but
1: but there is no job yet there's right? no job so but my but how, school how crazy is that yeah. you know that sinking feeling of, of like hey I'm having fun uh I'm going to school, school's almost over, what the fuck am I going to
2: do? Totally. Right? Well, so my school did something called the Urban Program, Semester Abroad, and, or sorry, Urban Program was not Semester Abroad. I, we skipped a big thing. The year before, I actually went to Spain, mm. and that is important. Yeah. I went to Spain with the some, Tom Blush, Johnny Brooks, another guy, Josh, I think, For but anyway- school? For school, through Westmont, we did this, like, we went to San Sebastian. It was really this incredible surf, you know, like, I brought four boards. I remember being so stoked. Uh, Four fresh eggs. I don't know how I figured, how I, how I, but I just had this incredible um, quiver of boards, went out there, and we studied Spanish, and I also took a figure drawing class. And Mm -hmm. being in Europe... Being exposed to the culture over there I think I was like oh this is cool like I'm drawing you know figures I'm putting clothes on them you know then a year later my school um, had this thing called the urban program and it was I, I went up to uh, San Francisco and when you go up there is that the Eileen internship Eileen West yeah okay that's the internship okay I, he, I'm so blown away that you were able to dig that up, bro. We're fucking serious on the
1: show, man. We yeah, were, so it wasn't late night this time. Investigative reporting. It was shocking.
0: Well, he's just trying to keep his day job. So I, I was trying to put the pressure <laughs> on him. up here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, dude, this is all on you, man. If this goes bad,
2: you gotta find a new job. Yeah. You know, when does that's the, why I said let's go to the lowers. <laughs> when does the disclosure come out that you and I work together? you know and well like everybody the, knows okay. come on so Eileen West um, I, so we went up there and, and what uh, is she? she at the time was and I think she's maybe still around but she did women's traditional intimate apparel so not not like lingerie not like you know but nightgowns mm. and like cotton flannel nightgowns you my interest cotton flannel <laughs> nightgowns with with um, you know like little florals printed on it and stuff and, you know they, high, high sold, end not even high-end i mean they sold kind of to like nordstrom and mm. stuff so you know kind of like high in, mid-tier high for me. but there you go yeah that's step up for chalky <laughs> um but we going up there the idea was you do an internship in the field that you want to pursue and yeah. so um i had this opportunity to go work at island west Um, didn't really know. I just knew it was an apparel company. So I'm going to get some apparel experience. Um, I, I was very lucky to work under a guy. I I hope I got his name right. Charlie Kronk, um, amazing man. Uh, he took me under his wing. He was a jazz musician. Um, he, he exposed me to every facet of that company. Half the time I was, you know, sitting in the art room, filling in florals gouache florals for prints. Other times I was sitting in a closet collating marketing material, but other times I was literally sitting in at the desk with him or others like learning how to write POs to get the right trims for like the right garments. Trip. So you were getting an introductory not the art side of things, but
0: business side. Yeah, business side. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and enough of the art, you know. Enough of the art too. Like I mean there was I saw that there was real artists in this building working, you know. Yeah. And then I saw the the business side. So there's I, a
0: there's a lot of moving parts when you oh, are dude. introduced into a, yeah. an apparel brand like that, and seeing concept to you know design on CAD to making sure that lays out the spec to get it to the fact. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of like the trims moving, part of it. Moving no, parts. You, yeah.
2: Yeah. No. Um, how how long was Spain summertime? Spain was essentially yeah, they were both probably six months mm-hmm. programs about I think we tried to string Spain out a little longer. <laughs> did you get Mundaka? Um, oh we got Mundaka so good. Oh. We we surfed the south of France really a lot. Um, and this was before they really built out San Sebastian, so it was before the What kind river of boards melt.
1: were you riding out there?
2: Ig. Ig You brought four? I brought four Igs. You didn't go you didn't go Puka's? Um we would hang out at Puka's yeah. and and you know, but I only really could afford what I brought with me yeah. and I traded a lot of that stuff actually ultimately yeah. f- to, to make friends yeah. I remember trading uh, Green Day Green Day was sort of was, was was new and Kerplunk had come out and I had the cassette tape and I remember like kind of not making friends very easily at first because you know four Americans moving just off Plague Gross um, Always surfing, you know. Like and the guys didn't really like that there. Yeah. But I remember doing, you know, I remember giving this cassette tape um, to one of the rippers there. I think maybe, he, you know, he got the cassette tape. I got a little hash, you know, and we were like <laughs> best friends for the next six months. Wow. Um, but you know, it was an incredible experience. Yeah. But that was six months. San Francisco was, I think, a little less than that. Probably, you know, uh, yeah, four months. Um,
1: So, Eileen West internship, got to know
2: the nuts and bolts of kind of, like, how things are built. Yeah, and Charlie, I've got to, I mean, I've lost touch with him, but it's all about the people that you're around. He was, Eileen West, that experience wouldn't have been the same without Charlie. You know, he went on to run, work at Levi's for, I think, 15 years and run Docker. So, amazing guy. Um, But, uh, yeah, so that was... That was my my internship so then from there yeah what was next so so this is this is something most many people don't know um so graduation comes around and no job no job <laughs> no job but a lot of hustling and a lot of like i would meet with people like yeah, networking like tom somehow like my friends from newport would introduce me to people and through those introductions and maybe maybe you know the rockies too i honestly don't remember but somehow someone introduced me to this vietnamese manufacturer and i wasn't i hadn't even graduated westmont yet and they had a little shop on the other side of the freeway not too far from where we're sitting right now so um and I was trying to figure out, is that Fountain Valley? Yeah. And there, is, there, uh, there's, is there still manufacturing there? Yeah, I think so, a little bit. Yeah. Most likely, yeah. So at the time, this There's family, definitely Vietnamese out there. Well, at the time, this family had this factory, and they were making board shorts for many of the biggest players in the surf industry. Um, and through whoever made that connection, and a few meetings and maybe maybe a few slightly um tall tales about my design and creative chops yeah they hired me and so i was kind of i was designing slash helping them build their own in-house brand so they wanted
1: to. did you prepare a resume and and like interview that way or was it just like what do you do i what can you do you're like a college graduate we'll hire you you, uh, we'll
2: hire you you look like a surfer yeah (laughs) you know I remember one meeting at Santa Barbara Resting Company and I don't know why I remember this meeting but I do remember going there and having like drawings in my and so with, with the Vietnamese factory, yeah, or or and I, I forget who might have made the. Here's my logo? here's my doodle notebook. here's the check, doodle. It. check logo, it. Here's the logo. Yeah. <laughs> here's the you know here's the board shorts. I would like to design with you, and then you know I probably also sold them on this dream of like I can also bring this killer community of friends and surfers. Yeah. That well, over, market it. over here to help market it, and I and we we ultimately did. It was yes. pretty classic. I mean, we had a little I surf built this team. fat Nelly
0: to, from nothing to <laughs> five something five
2: thousand
1: dollars <laughs> <laughs> within a year, With mind a you. Year. <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, we. Um, so what many don't know, because I used to always say that. Generally, I'll just talk about Fresh Eye, right? That was my early days, but but before I graduated, I started working for these guys, and the day I graduated. And I'm telling you guys this because we're, we're literally around the corner from it. So I weird. moved to Huntington beach, <laughs> me and Brett I think, Sheffer. I think I saw
0: you out at the pier one day. You probably, you <laughs> totally probably burned, you burned, burned me.
2: <laughs> You've definitely probably burned me. But um,
0: you, kn- you knew like with, you know, traveling and like yeah. how Southern California was the, you know, the central focal point of action sports, what they call it today, but the surf yeah. industry.
2: Yeah. So, so Velcro Valley. they they hired you they hired me so at this point i'm like i'm working for them and they and you moved to huntington moved to huntington right over here i think it was called the huntington breakers it's the last drive down beach are you talking here it's right yeah that's huntington breakers yeah i lived there moved in with brett sheffer um was pretty excited we're gonna live a few blocks from the beach um he, it was kind of, it ended up being a miserable summer. Not, not totally because of you, Brett. He did break up with his girlfriend and he was bummed out. Yeah. And, but it was just this weird time. It was the weirdest experience working for these manufacturers. Um, You're like, I need to get they, in they, and were, out. What
1: was the name of the company? Okay. The brand? So,
2: so their name, not my name, they came up with this. It was, um, they, so th- Throttle, th- Throttle, like the throttle in a car, the Throttle, thread. <laughs> not Throt- plural, not Throt- throttle thread. So I, the first throttle thing I thread. did is said we got to call it, guys, got to add an S. So throttle threads. Because if we only make one throttle thread, there's only, you know, we can't actually build a brand. So right. we throttle threads. Did you ask him why this name? I, I don't. Says, I says we hard to pronounce.
1: I don't remember. I don't remember. I, well, it was I You're do, just rem- like, Fuck I do it. remember just them saying. I do remember them saying it all the time.
2: I do I'll design re- logos and shit. Fuck it, that name's cool. I do remember <laughs> them saying it all the time, which was funny. Yeah. Like, but they um, look. They gave me my first shot. They. Yeah. I had access How to their weird manufacturing. Is that?
1: Your first job as a designer.
2: And pretty much no one knows <laughs> was, about this. Was at Throttle Thread. Throttle <laughs> 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 Thread. That was like. The, yeah.
0: In-house Vietnamese factory yeah. brand.
2: Yeah. So, and and it was funny too because I brought it's, I brought some crazy. of my good friends along for the ride. So like Josh Farbro, Ryan Roca, um, all these guys. You know, Ricky Schaefer had been doing this brand when we were in college. Saw him today. Saw him this morning. Ripping. Still, still ripping. Um, absolutely ripping. Um, but he was doing this thing. You know, good ride club. I'm pretty sure is what it was called, and we just we lived in that stuff in college, and um, so it was really like throttle threads. This this summer, I just we did these flight satin board shorts with all these crazy panels all over them and all this crazy color. And that was your first. That was it. That we was had a couple your first design. Shoots. That was my first real design. Um, we had all these. It sounds shoots. like it's dazzled flat. Flight satin. It was flight satin, but flight satin had a moment. Flight satin was happening everywhere. No, else I remember. Too. And, I remember. Um, but bright colors, a lot of baby blues, a lot of orange, a lot of red, a lot of piping. Remember piping, like white. Piping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but you know, did a few photo shoots. Literally, I remember doing a photo shoot by the Santa Monica Pier because we did thought it'd be a weird surreal. Poor
1: shorts like. Um, oh, I think and... we
2: tried. I think we tried to do like. I remember doing T-shirts. Um, thanks, buddy. I remember. We try to do t-shirts and a few other things, but it's pretty much um it's pretty much these these trunks. I will say this, one good thing happened. Um we we went to a trade show and AS, you know, ASR? Well we went so I went to ASR, that's actually how I met Rick Klotz, but we didn't show at ASR. We took throttle threads <laughs> to I'm trying to not say it with an accent. <laughs> um we went to uh, Magic in Las Vegas, and so this is like mid '90s. Um, full garmento. I got Ryan Roca to come with me, and um, we drove out. We were in the tents outside, full garmento. But what was cool? We had this little ten by ten. We put all of our trunks up, and I do think they were they they visually, especially if you're walking, looking at fashion, and then you see these two young kids with these. Colorful trunks. You stop and you talk. Yeah. And I remember I met Bruce Pask who was at GQ at the time. I still know Bruce. He's now the fashion director at, at Bergdorf's. Um, you know, like it was crazy. The people we met. Yeah, was was that days. like your f- initiation to the to to trade to being to working at a yeah. trade show? Um, I, mean, I I walked ASR a few times, but I yeah. But, but magic
0: is like. Anything and everything. Yeah. And it's full under the, gar- the sun. Yeah. The, yeah. Gar- so gar- you two young yeah. surfer looking dudes with board shorts stuck out like a sore thumb totally. that place. 100%. It was like, whoa, yeah. what, what is this? Like and really shorts. surfing
1: was probably on the come up, too. Totally. Back then.
2: Yeah. And I time. don't think we were getting a whole lot of love from the surf media. I yeah. mean, if anything, everything was dominated by the big boys. Yeah. And I remember we took out ads in some regional publications, but, um, but I remember GQ did this little thing. And I looked for it recently. I couldn't Shut find it. Shut the front door. Yeah. Well, it was Bruce pat- throttle threads? On on throttled, throttle threads. Throttle threads.
1: Yes. Um, GQ did a story on throttle. Yeah. Well, thread. Bruce
2: and he gave me his card. I I probably still have it somewhere because I just remember going, oh my gosh, like it's happening, like <laughs> this throttle thread. one hit wonder yeah. show right here. But anyway, so to make you know, it so, fizzled out quickly. I was miserable. Were you
1: were you like super psyched? At what you did, these my bosses were mean. <laughs> so no, but the board short that you did, yeah, I was stoked. You were I stoked. was
2: stoked. I was stoked to have something I could share with my friends too. That's yeah. cool. You know, like I was stoked that, like,
0: but st- that was your first because, yeah.
2: honestly,
1: like it it sounds so weird how you got the job, right? And the name of the company, the people you work for, it all sounds so. Weird, it's it, it you know, that, know what I'm saying? It sounds but, weird talking about it, yeah. yeah, but
0: that's that's your journey, yeah. and yeah. that's a big focal point of like getting exposed to yeah. eventually, you know, what parlayed the current right. thing, today. right? Yeah. Right, that's but, what I'm saying, though. Yeah.
1: Like, can you believe that that was an episode in your life, dude? I, it really, you <laughs> know was, what I mean? Like, you know, it,
2: it, I honestly only brought it up because of where we are, and yeah, I, and I thought of because I drove down beach today, yeah, brought back brought, you know, memories, memories. Yeah. so because exactly. it's kind
1: of it's a neat interesting twist that there's no way in hell that i would ever thought that you would have worked for a, such a small yeah you know what i mean like yeah. tiny. we talk tiny, about tiny, like tiny, tiny.
0: well mo- most people in your position being around surf and growing yeah. up and having design and that you would have sent out 10 resumes to all the big guys yeah. and kind of got an internship yeah. you exactly. know and go, yeah, that's go on that's a this was so off beaten path, but yeah. yet it still fit to exactly yeah. what you were wanting
1: to do. It's funny because it's almost like the first thing that came at you. Yeah.
2: Right? It's true. It's true. It's the first thing that came out after me. I mean, one of, the, one of my friends was probably writing for one of the bigger companies, and mm-hmm. these guys were making the trunks. And somehow they had the connection. Yeah. yeah. They introduced me. Yeah. And, and like, you're like,
1: shit. Yeah. Maybe let's give this a whirl. Let's give
2: it a whirl. But look, I didn't last the summer. So I was, I just, it was a weird time in my life. And we, you know, you're just out of school. I'm probably missing Santa Barbara. I'm, I'm missing just being more creative too. It was a, it was a weird environment where I yeah. was working. And so, um, and Brett was depressed. He's no longer depressed. He's yeah. very, he's, but um, it was just, I had, I had to hit the road. So we, I moved up to LA the end of that summer uh, to live with uh, Rusty and Ryan. And Rick Klotz, who I had met at ASR, and he said I met him at ASR. He was the founder of Fresh Jive. And, you know, Fresh Jive at that time was just having a moment. It was so cool. Streetwear, I mean I know you have roots with Stussy. Yeah. And um Stussy was probably the only one really that came before. Yeah. And at that time, like streetwear
1: slash what what do you call it? Like Graffiti, zine-style... Club culture. Club culture. Every, yeah. It was, every, it was all a moshing... Yeah. Everything off the sand. Bubbling I, up, I mean, uh, pretty much. We all participated fuck, in anyways, no. you know? like CT was along the same time Same frame, time, right? yeah. Yeah. F- yeah, same time.
2: What's that I S- think? S- Burnetti? Bern- oh, um Mike yeah. Bernetti. No, Eric Burnetti. Eric Burnetti. Um, SMP? SMP. More core. Yeah. SMP you know? was rad. Yeah. Yeah. But there was
0: that kind of... You
2: know, MCD was rad too. Yeah. I had this, yeah. But all your those guys new fringe brands, but that was more fringe of surf, and but
1: fucked. And you know that those those were more like streetwear vibe. Yeah, yeah. There was you another know? brand. They took more of the hip hop yeah. culture
2: yeah. streetwear. There was another brand called Third Rail. Yeah, oh, yeah. You mentioned Jenco. Jenco. So that's why I said save it because that's kind of like that's In this yeah, time frame. That's, that's this time frame, but yeah. So yeah, you. Got me out. him. So Rick, I met him. I kept calling him. You know, he's like, "Oh yeah, come see me." I kept calling him, and it was kind of hard to get in touch with him. But finally, you know, where was his office? In LA? downtown Los Angeles, um, thirteen seventeen Olive. It recently burned down. Wow. Um, Oof. And he, he left there and he burned that shit down. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me, Rick. Uh, but we, um, I showed up one day, and. I kind of thought it was an interview, and I remember I wore a suit. Shut the front door. Well, like a but a cool suit, yeah. right? You know, like I, I just wanted to act. You know, I wanted to show him that I. Cared. You were serious. I think I might have had a wallet chain. Um, <laughs> but uh, were you wearing creepers? Um, Doc Martin? Some sort of big sole shoe for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but but yeah, like. You know, showed up. I think he was so blown away. I remember he couldn't meet with me for a while. I sat in the front, um, but he, I think he was so blown away that I just came down in a suit and I cared. Um, he he hired me on the like, spot, pretty much. Like he said, "Come work for me. You can be my assistant designer." Um, so what did you show him? Like what what kind
1: of body? I worked? think
2: at the time. Well, look, let's be honest. I came on board and I pushed boxes for summer right so he needed he just needed an extra pair of hands and okay. he knew but I was a at capable the time player.
1: right yeah you didn't have a body of work to show I mean I Yet. probably I probably would have flights, said, yeah. I
2: probably would have talked about my experience with yeah. the manufacturers and he probably loved that because Rick came his father came from that world George really ran our shop and we had in-house this guy Saul who kind of ran you know back then you you made clothes in LA not because it was cool because that's what we did yeah. right that's like you know it was before everyone sent everything offshore yeah so fresh jive essentially was our own little mini factory George Rick's father who had came who had spent years in this part of the world as a manufacturer um, he and a guy named Saul who ran our pattern-making floor, and essentially the, the little mini factory, um, that's where I cut... I mean, literally, like, I took what, what I learned at Eileen West, a little bit of maybe what I learned with the Throttle right. Threads guys, and... Um, <laughs> but I just... I watched Rick. You know, I, I... To this day, most of my creative process was born in the three years I spent with Rick. I mean, he... He. It was before we used computers for everything. Um, it was before we used emails to communicate. I do remember I got my first email during that time. But AOL. It, but yeah, probably
0: Earthlink. Earth Earth
2: AOL. Link. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Earth or Link. one of those. Yeah, two. those were the two. And SBC Global. But you barely used it, right? Yeah, we right. were fat. We would draw everything, so nothing was nothing was computer CAD. We would draw everything. And Rick would teach me if we were gonna do one sweatshirt, we were gonna draw he would literally sketch twenty ideas... Uh, twenty to literally two hundred ideas on a piece of paper. And I watched him and he, you know, and he would always say, We're gonna we're doing all this to land on the best possible idea. And it was true it like he would come up with the craziest concepts and no one would like no one would get in his way. He would just like he would, he would take that best idea that of all these sketches that he thought was the best idea. Maybe he would show it to a few of us. He'd walk over to Saul. Saul would make a pattern. We'd try it on. If we liked it, we'd, we'd maybe do a small production run. And so, you know, we worked so hard. Um, it was a 24-7 grind. We were... Uh, sketching everything shooting everything Rick was an incredible graphic artist and always surrounded himself with other great graphic artists I was not I was you know I was better at taking the best elements of what the graphic artists were working on and the best of what Rick was putting on paper and combining them to like really you know help him create what the collections would look like
0: was it it hard for somebody that's that creative and what he thought was cool versus what you guys thought was gonna sell or like how did you balance out
2: that I like, don't yeah I mean I'll just say this I don't think Rick ever cared about what was gonna sell yeah, yeah. he did what he wanted to do well that's most artists and yeah. designers you know like they yeah. just want to be
0: this is me on you know this is me as a you know as an art
1: you know this this is is everything. Art. yeah I mean an sort of expression of what I, uh, yeah, yeah what I think is cool
2: and I think if you know it was it was it was probably hard for certain people um in the business because i know like there was this guy bill who worked with us for years and was really trying to run and build sales and there was definitely a lot of people trying to say hey you guys should do more of this um, or more of that but look in the how
1: how old was how long how long was fresh drive around already um rick had
2: been doing it for a few years i honestly don't remember he started in the late 80s um you know before that he was he grew up kind of in the club culture like doing club flyers um, you know probably just heavily inspired by what was happening in that world you know in in the club world and you know applied that to this really killer collection of clothing with this really I mean it was all about the logos and the art and the different derivatives of those logos the graphics
1: definitely color and graphics
2: took off around around Fresh Jive was fucking it was Big. so Dude. rad. the t- The three years I spent there was some of the most creative years of my life, and all the people that came through there were really interesting. Because it was one of those
1: controversial brands,
2: too. Always, always like. Always. Were they the ones did, that did
1: the Planet of the Apes stuff?
2: Um, I don't think that was us. Okay, I think. Did but Rick did the porn stuff. Yeah, he yeah, did. Porn. You know, he, he he was always very controversial, but it but that was part of the fun, I think. For him is like how do we get more people talking about it? Did you guys this? get
0: celebrities like or or like artists like rap, you know, like All musicians? of his friends were yeah. he was pretty were, were
2: incredible in. um, photographers, musicians. <sighs> you know, I remember Guyo Siri coming through. I mean, I, I, you know, he went Who's on it? to like build Maverick Records, and he's, like, he was Madonna's partner, you know, like, okay. these were all oh, guys, Richie? No, a Guy Siri. Okay. you know, he, a music industry guy, but yeah, Rick, going out with Rick was a trip. I mean, we worked harder than anyone, but we also played harder, you know, like, yeah. and I, I was having the time of my life for you guys, like, living uh, with Ryan and Russ, um, surfing Malibu, like... Just in the LA scene, making in, in fashion, brand. working for a streetwear brand, making next to nothing, yeah. but I didn't care. Were you? Were you? I didn't care. I was just. I was learning. I was traveling. Rick. Rick's. Did mom you do would, all the
1: trade shows then too?
2: All the trade shows. Yeah. So that's when the trade show thing really went to the next level because yeah. we would do all the ASRs, we would do anything else yeah. that popped up. Rick's did Rick had roots. Him? What's that? Did you go to hate him? I did not. <laughs> I didn't at that time. I actually yeah. liked them. Yeah. Everyone else would talk shit and I'm like, oh, I'm stoked. Yeah, no, we're partying. We're drinking. Yeah. It was later that I was like, hell no. Yeah. You know, like, But, but I, I liked them back then. Yeah. I just liked being a part And this. Maybe there's a theme here coming together. But, you know, it was like bigger community in Santa Barbara. Now I'm in L.A. Rick is exposing me to all these incredible things. Yeah. Rick had roots in um, Costa Rica. So I, I believe, I hope I have this right, his father was uh, from Uruguay, his mother was Tika from uh, Costa Rica, and they had family down there. And so we would go down to Costa Rica every year. Huh. Did he surf? He did. Huh. He started surfing. You know, it was, it was it, I feel like he really caught the bug and started surfing more during those years. Um, we started doing a lot of board shorts. He got excited about... Meeting the people that were wearing our board shorts, he'd be hanging out at Malibu. Um, but yeah, he. So he, we would, you know, travel. Um, we'd work hard, we'd play hard, and it was really like, in terms of growth, it wasn't incredible. What did your um, role develop into after? Being I just his assistant. I just hustled. So you know, I said it was like twenty four seven. If he was there, I was there, and um, Kirk. Um, was our head men 's designer um, and I remember Kirk kind of took me under his wing and we had you know a head of women 's design she took me under her wing and women 's wasn 't as big as men 's but like at the end of the day they were just showing me the ropes and then I, and then they give me categories so essentially by the time I left you know, um, had a
0: line plan and uh, you had a skew count balance yeah. it like that that's
2: where you got
1: the most of your experience yeah like Figuring out how to because they were in.
0: they did a lot of categories and oh, a lot yeah. of different products yeah. from like you know long bottoms to shorts to yeah. tops button ups printables totally. headwear we even launched everything we like, even launched FJ
1: threads was preschool yeah and now <laughs> you went to college
2: I'm going to college you skipped a couple yeah of, but you hated school anyway <laughs> so <laughs> why, why I was never good at school yeah <laughs> just go straight to the majors yeah so but Rick um. You, Really, if you wanted to do something, he would say, do it. And so it was kind of just, it was that type of an environment. Um, And also, look, the guy would work so hard, play so hard, and he would kind of go missing sometimes. And so I was one of the guys that would really kind of hold the fort now. Hmm. Um, Rick's now back in the game. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Fresh jive. They're like...
1: My friend is the rep for it. That's great. Uh, Brian...
2: Forget his last name, but wow, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, so 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 that was like it was an incredible three years and a lot of just you know, I don't think I ever got a raise, Um, but it didn't matter. Like I just it was. Yeah, I really do enjoyed you, what I do was doing. Do you getting. remember the dollars it was doing? It was never doing that much. I mean, I do think it probably did more before I got there. If I'm honest, I think it probably hit its peak its peak right before I came. I think we had. A very creative three years we launched fj gold which was a snowboard you know collection of like three jackets and pants hmm. and that was killer because like we were going to the mountains as much as we were going to the beach um but i don't remember the numbers you know this guy bill hubner around the business side and sales at the time and um, it was a family business george uh rick's sister uh, Diane, I mean, they were the ones. What
0: years was this?
2: Middle, so it was like, I always get, I'm really bad with numbers, so it was like, ninety five to ninety eight. Yeah, um, but it was like late right, 90s. Yeah, 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 mid to late nineties. But, um, yeah, cool. Right. And then we'll close the door on Fresh Jive. Yeah, How, we're going long here. This I know. You love to talk. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
0: That's, bad, that's just like... Sorry. No. That's not what bad. the show's about. about we just cut about it about right now? Hell do like... no.
1: We're, we're just getting started, bro. I
0: don't know. I th- Lyndon, I think he wants to surf lowers next mm-hmm. week. Bro. Yeah. No.
1: We're not cutting this off <laughs> yeah. yet. All right. What was the next stage of development? Yeah. So... While I still worked so, at Fresh I've blossomed into this beautiful little. <laughs> you were you were a, a dirty old caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was you're, definitely you're some hen- dirty
2: habits happening, but the. Um, so the recruiter from Abercrombie and Fitch started reaching out. Um, a guy named Ray Antonasio. Why. I don't know. To be perfectly honest <laughs> with you, I, I so I kid you not. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who they were. I hadn't heard of them. I'd never been into one of their stores. So you worked Fresh Jive. Yeah. You were starting to take over some
1: categories. Yeah, you're. you're I was doing a lot. For you the, for real. but you earned designer on your name.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was definitely designer. I might have even you said I was like kind of heading up because i think kirk left at some point to go to airwalk and so maybe at that point i was like yeah given the. so that's why you're being headhunted headhunted
1: i yeah did you were you out of uh fresh job no i was still there okay so i
2: agreed to meet with them once i'll try to make this fairly short but i agreed to meet with them once we met in the back of their store in santa monica i just didn't get it I mean, I remember before that interview, they had me go. Yeah, they had me go the to their order, store. or just the no? This was like a recruiter. Recruiter, okay. this okay. guy Ray. What did he say? Like, well, he he said go to our store, and, and I think it was in Century City at the time, but it was their old store. Do you remember when they had like plaid floors? I don't know. Like, was, I don't like, remember. I, I, I think
0: I maybe stepped foot in there once. Right. I never and I ran really. so
2: as far. As so that's base. That was my experience. Yeah. I went in there. I went into the Century City store. I'm just like, whoa! I don't get this. This is so far away from Hawaii. Yeah, because it's very they, they California dudes. culture,
0: yeah. to Like the yeah. main cargo
1: shorts, yeah. right? Yeah, and polo. Yeah, like yeah, polos, Americana button, slash. Down,
2: button down shirts. So when know, he, when he, he said, "Come to my
1: right. store. Come yeah. come check out the store. We're interested in what you're doing.
2: Like what what was said? Like, I went there and I just didn't get it. So, yeah. you know, and I told him, I, I, I told him I wasn't the right guy for the job. Yeah. Wow, this is like, everything's happening. Now <laughs> hey, babe. Um, so, I, you know, I told him I wasn't the right guy for the job. Yeah. I think he didn't but think, I did, think he agreed. Did they, agreed. Say, did they tell agreed. you what your position is? Well, they were, at the time they were hiring, they wanted to It's a whole new department they are trying to put together? But or they or? weren't yet. They wanted me to come work for Abercrombie. And so I think he was kind of like, this is not, you're not... We both agreed I wasn't the right guy for the job. Sorry, guys. Hey. Quiet.
0: Good. That's Love Mr. Schnuggles, you Old. guys. Mr. Schnuggles. We'll have to post a, a
2: photo now that we've yeah. really had to introduce yeah. Mr. Schnuggles.
1: So, they tried to headhunt you. You they said tried to no.
2: Met, yeah, I said no. Met with Ray. I'm pretty sure he said no too. I mean it just wasn't the right fit for me to go work at Abercrombie. Who's Ray? Ray was the recruiter. Okay. I'm like a I'm you know, I'm just trying to give everyone credit along yeah, yeah. the way. So No, we want that. Yeah, want so the then deal. so the players So it kinda went away. Um they kept they they didn't call for a while, but then they did. Then there was another call and he said yeah. He said Um Cliffhanger here. Hey guys. Hey Ben. So he, you know, he's like, we have this other, we have this other thing we want to talk to you about. Welcome to our studio. I love it, dude. (laughs) This is he's he he said I have this other thing we want to talk to you about, and I think it's gonna be the second time around. Yeah. Okay. But he said I don't want to meet with you in the back of a store. Why don't we fly you out to Columbus, Ohio? Okay. So, it's pretty.
1: Interesting, like the this turn because this is a big moment in your life, it is, but I also, it is, you're right, and and you know what I mean, like the the thing that it's hard for me to like, wow, you know, designer for fresh jive, right? Yeah, and your your resume is not that crazy impressive,
2: right? No, not at all. I mean, especially especially given that the caliber of people that they usually hire, right? Like, they they could have gone
1: anywhere else anywhere in, yeah. in the industry or field and said that guy or yeah. that girl or that person but it was
2: Juan Moss that Juan they came Mas. to um yeah right? well I thought look do you do you know when you don't like you're you're better when you don't need something yeah do you know what I mean yeah like so so when I went out there I went out with very low expectations. I know you know, I'm flying to the middle of America. There's the, no waves.
1: Sorry for yeah. the, the, the anticipation and the the you got kind of stoked though, right? Like this big,
2: big this corporate big old company, this is, this huge company I, be is, I was booster. excited to tell my dad. Yeah. I, mean, I was excited to, be... to tell my dad. I think it was almost a little weird to talk to my friends about because yeah. I didn't know if I would jealousy have jealousy or whatever. Your dad's gonna be proud. Yeah, dad's gonna be proud. And
1: but what a, a slap on the back. Yeah. Right. The compliment yeah. of a big company like totally. this. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. they could have went anywhere yeah. in the freaking world yeah. and poached from any other company yeah. from a surf company. Yeah. Right. Like totally. there's surf companies <laughs> already that have
2: have. Notoriety. Totally. And, well, I, and I had heard, I mean, it's... Like anyways. I don't care about right. traffic at this point. We're back.
3: Hey,
1: Ben. It's okay. I turned the yeah. fan on. Okay. John, nice to see you. What's your name?
2: John? He was, um, he was mowing the lawn. Yeah. Let me make sure this is working. Oh, He's you. one of your how many people did you get last time? For what? Brande.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I was on. He's, he's on. guy. Yeah, I know.
1: We we had people. I just hope this thing keeps working. We'll get you. I I right. I I was in Hawaii last month, so. Yeah, you blew it. We'll I you know. Up. We got the approval and then you, you I scheduled. So, I know. Okay. So you're headhunted. You you're going to Ohio to meet with the president, the owner, whoever.
2: Um just well they didn't even tell me. They just said we'd like you to fly out and meet a few people. Um we have this other opportunity we want to talk to you about. And um, so I did it. Um, I remember I went out feeling like I really was not prepared for something like this. I'm sure a lot of people bring portfolios. I didn't bring much. Um, what would you bring? Literally not much. Like A pad, a paper? Yeah, I don't remember bringing pencil. anything because I, I truly feel like I didn't think there was anything there. So I was going more for the experience yeah. to see what this could be all about, and less about trying to sell them on how great I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: What's funny is I think we're you're almost talking about how when you don't want something,
2: it comes to you, or you you're at say, your best when you don't need something. Exactly. Like when yeah. you're in that moment and you're like I loved what I did. I loved working for Rick. I loved fresh jive. I loved everything. So like this idea was so far fetched to me that, um, that I just, I, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. And so I went out there with nothing. I, you know, immediately I sit down, you know, spent or flew in, got there, had a full working day of interviews the next day. And they gave me this list and it had like all these names on it. Um, and I met with a lot of really interesting people and I won't go through all those details, but, um, I'll just talk about what happened sort of in the middle of the day. Um, Mike Jeffries, who is the CEO, um, you know, the head honcho of all things at ANF, He took me over to Easton Town Center, which was this little, uh, shopping mall there, outdoor shopping mall, kind of looked like, you know, middle of America, um, he took me over there. I didn't realize that that was kind of cool that he was taking me. I honestly didn't. I yeah. was just like, all right, this is part of the day. Um, and, the president of the company. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, he, and Abercrombie & Fitch was already a... Oh, uh, they were, yeah, they were blown up. A multi-billion dollar global They were global Yeah, I don't know how big they were at the time, yeah. but they were, they had already created their new flagships, so the plaid floors yeah. and that was like the experience. big thing back then. Yeah. Abercrombie & Fitch, the yeah.
1: whole... Yeah. everything about it like that was this the the trend yeah right? it was
0: it was kind of like a, a young contemporary like gap for yeah. the, you know like it was kind yeah. of like hey how do we it's create a replaced. little edgier gap for that like 16 to 24 year old totally you know not versus you yeah. know more of a professional that's looking for just good Yeah. We're close.
2: Well, I mean, they had their sights clear. I mean, it was very clear. It was actually 18 to 22. They wanted the college. Wow. it's even narrow. They wanted the college kid. They knew exactly. Mike had this whole theory that if your parents don't dig it, the kids will. Yeah. So we're going to do, we're going to get crazy with our magazines. We're going to get crazy with our marketing. And like, we're going to build this brand for college students. Just shirtless. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, sex sells. You're appealing to that. So you're at that mall. So we're at boy.
2: And he takes me into La, his new La,
1: flagship. Lar likes talking about shirtless boys, so I don't know what Whoa. That
2: sounds like another I just look I just look in the mirror <laughs> every day. I hate you guys I sell
0: clothes, up. but I actually hate wearing clothes. I'd rather just <laughs> be in a pair of board shorts and that's it. Perfect.
2: Shirtless late night. Perfect. Well we'll we'll trunk it next time for you. <laughs> yeah. Could um be. so Sash. Second Sash. Um, <laughs> so we ended up um, walking through the flagship It was just me and Mike and I this man was so proud of what he had built and it was really neat because I just didn't have any expectations and my meetings in the morning were kind of interesting I mean we were in these big buildings at the time they shared with Victoria's Secret so it just all felt way too big for me yeah but now we're on the, the shop floor it's me and Mike and um we're walking through, he's using a lot of retail terminology that I didn't even know at the time. You know, he's like talking about the front forward table, um, the floor set, and you know, he's reminding me to like listen and you know, look around and smell, and he's so proud of everything. And you know, I think that was the very first time I had heard this, the word merchandising used in the way that, that, that they use it on that level, right? I didn't know what a merchant was. I, I, so, Mike was this incredible merchant, and he hired incredible merchants. You know, people that yeah. just loved product and loved creating these great experiences. So, he showed me this whole story. Um, product probably wasn't that interesting to me. It, what was it? Experience. Was the experience. Yeah. I, and you know, and it, it, like in hearing it firsthand from him, I like it, yeah. it was. It so was what they call your, the sizzle. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah.
0: connecting to the brand, not just on a product level, but on an inspiration yeah. level and yeah. what they're, you know, it's
2: aspirational. I wasn't aspiration. that person, but I got it yeah. because everything was done so well. Yeah. So, you know,
1: when you're describing your whole uh, demeanor, right? Your demeanor towards Abercrombie personnel and and president, you're like a hot chick that these guys are courting. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, what the fuck do I got to show this guy to get him to look up my skirt? Like, what's the deal with this guy? Yeah, maybe. Maybe.
2: But I also... Here's what I think. I don't think they knew if I was the right guy. I think they wanted information. They were good at... For them, Fresh Eye was probably... You're you right. know, two they're, degrees of separation from they Quicksilver could probably, or they, anyone else.
0: They could probably bring 20 of you but guys you know, in and, and, though, and guys, pick their brains about because people are going to, like you brain. said, are going to press and they're going to yeah. like give out ideas and stuff yeah. and then they could but, take that and not hire you. But there's
1: head designers at other places that Abercrombie had the money, the power yeah. to...
0: But they didn't want to look like another brand. To they, wanted to, they wanted to bring yeah. somebody that was... But
1: that's what I'm saying. Like... You know. What I'm saying is they there's other more qualified people.
2: Oh. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yes. Not to not to ninety nine percent of not people are more qualified on you. than I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But
1: just saying like yeah. the pool of people that they could have chosen yeah. from. I but was a sur- Juan Moss. I was a
2: surfer from California. Yeah. And I would soon in the next ten minutes find out why they wanted to talk to a surfer from California. Okay. So Cypher. So, so it's no no, it's 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 all part of the journey. So so Mike so we did this whole thing, he was really proud of it, and he goes, Now I want to show you something else. And we walked in. So his store so was I, the flagship. So then you we were ship. starting
1: to see that carrot of like, not carrot, but like, okay, this guy's like, knows what he's talking about. My ears are purred. My ears are Kind of like, yeah. wow, yeah. yeah, I'm learning something here. Yeah. I mean, maybe there is something
2: here. Yeah. So he took me inside the mall now. So his flagship was sort of outdoors <laughs> on the corner, a really great position. We walk in the mall, and he takes me into Pac Sun. And I'm like, what are we doing? Right? I grew up with Pac Sun. It was in the Oaks Mall where I grew up. And, you know, it was it was okay. Like that's that's definitely I've got plenty of stuff there over the years, but it wasn't a place I like went to for inspiration. Yeah. yeah. And so he walks us into Pac Sun. Remember, it's just me and Mike. Um it's the, it's the old format Pac Sun. So it was like black, yellow, branding, everything was on these you know circular fixtures on plastic hangers like tons of stuff stuffed in like packed in yeah and i realized like he literally he walks in here and he goes what do you see and i kind of immediately knew what he was doing because i realized he just showed me the very best and now he wanted to show me who's not doing it very well and they could take
0: market share from somebody like them yeah
2: and it was a really interesting moment because I, I, I also kind of gathered a little bit of how his mind worked. And he goes, look, I see an opportunity. You know, like if Abercrombie is, if we're going after this college-aged guy and girl, I want to go after high school and I want to create the experience, the fantasy of what it is to be a California surfer. In the malls of America, and the only people that are currently bringing it to places like we were is Sun and yeah. they're not doing it very well. And look at the shithole. Yeah, look at where we are. Yeah, yeah. And and so it was a really interesting. So he moment. had the
1: the skeleton of what.
2: Oh yeah, it was all in his head. Yeah. you know, like he just needed to find the right pieces to put it all together. Yeah, yeah. So that's still that's a
1: good
0: that's a yeah that's, I mean for for somebody that's doing his homework like he's been doing it he sees opportunity yeah. he's roaming the malls and looking at opportunity well it's,
1: it's funny because the guy's a genius but it's really simple you know what I mean like yeah. what not reinventing the wheel it's just he's not reinventing the wheel he sees his success of that demographic that they've targeted so how do you expand the market you expand the demographic right so here he is he's like well we're doing this we can add something else right yeah and do we go above that 22 year old no we're going to go this one yeah and then what do you do you look at your competitive set yeah and there's only one competitive set at that time maybe yeah and I mean
2: and he you know he just wanted Mike never wanted to be second best and I I I still to this day that was probably one of the things I took away from that experience is like if you're going to do it do it right that was the golden age of retail. Um, businesses were willing to invest and, and really build out the experience. And yeah. So, you know, ba- to, to make a long story short, they, you know, clearly I could tell Mike and I hit it off. Um, there was a couple other people I met that day. And, you know, at the end of the day, there was no way I was going to go to Columbus, Ohio. And I think they knew that too. Yeah. So that's why, th- that's why I really believe it was more about pumping me for information um but i you know i I flew home um and about a week later i do remember this happening because um they 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 called me i was at work i couldn't talk and i said oh i'll call you a little bit later and i drove down the street from sc um kind of like so where our where Fresh Drive was it was just down the street from where USC was so I, dro- I drove over there took this phone call from Abercrombie and it was a woman and she literally said hey we'd love for you to come work with us um, here's the number we're going to pay you it's not negotiable um, and it was pretty good right like it was a, it was a lot figures? more than I was it was a good it was a good salary it was a lot I was making next to nothing at Fresh Drive so was it six figures it was close. It was close. You
1: I don't mean, have to give us. Well, it's not. It's
2: it wasn't figures. about. It, what was your time? It was between one and six figures. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember the exact number, but it was. It was like they were more than doubling my salary. We like right? honesty in our show. I'll be. I'll be extremely honest. I I For called online, my dad benefits, immediately afterwards, medical. and I told him, "I'm like, look, this just happened," and. You called Rick. No, I called my dad. dad I, I yeah. took me. It took me a couple of weeks to figure out how I was gonna Yeah. I was horrified so, about that. So but but here's what here's here's beyond you trying to grill me for the number, Lyndon, <laughs> the what I was gonna say is the woman on the phone said, here's the number, it's non negotiable. We want you to do this thing with us. Um more importantly, you don't have to move to Columbus, Ohio. Huge. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm twenty four, I'm like, okay, well now you're talking. <laughs> and she's like She's like, I would like, she goes, she goes, we would like you to come out here for a period of time to get acclimated, meet some people, but then, you know, we'll help you set up a shop at home. You, you figure out where you want to put it by the beach. We're going to help you set up a little studio and you'll have to come out from time to time, but we want to create a new business with you and you're the guy. So you're,
0: did you, did you tell them this figure is great? you know, but not having to move to Columbus, well, Ohio, yeah. and you're going to stay yeah. there. Now that salary in Columbus, Ohio you do, you know. was freaking, you're living 100%. huge. Now you're staying yeah. back in LA, yeah. Yeah. and you're yeah. like, well, shit, this
2: I mean, it's still better when you're getting, but they but, knew, but the, they knew. The, I mean, they, they, the cost of living is yeah. triple of what yeah. they're they're at. I mean, there was a time a few years later where I, I had to get an apartment in Ohio because I spent so much time there, but, um, but that was it. You know, I called. So, okay. Did you, like, at
1: any point say, this is my idea? Before they off- gave no, you No, no.
2: There was none. There was none. There was, That's so there crazy. There was so little. Remember, I hardly showed them anything. Yeah. I think it was vibe. Honestly, it was vibe. They just, they just said, and it's funny, like, you know, there's a lot of weird stories I've heard over the years, like, apparently, like. Fuzzy and Jeff Yoki were out there before I was because they were thinking about possibly buying modern amusement. You know, these might all be rumors now at this point, but they were doing their research. And so I really believe it was less about true talent and more about they needed someone who checked all these boxes and and understood. Yeah, just understood the experience that they wanted to build in a retail store. And so. But dude, that's like it was crazy. crazy. Yeah, no, it's it, was, crazy. it was crazy. It's really well. He was crazy, I and I'm I like he was like anyone who knew him. I mean, he did stuff like that. You threw out a vibe,
1: right? Yeah. That that's what I'm saying. You threw out a vibe that sold them on
2: you. Sold them, yeah. So without
1: the, anything being yeah. proven or shown or idea shared yeah. or a sketch drawn. They just said, this dude's the dude. Yeah, well. Which is really fucking funny. The, it's reality, really cool.
2: the reality is, I don't think they would have liked my work that much at the time, anyways. <laughs> you know, like, you don't go they, from the type of campaigns what, where you're doing it. Yeah, what if Fresh they call, called time. you
0: for a second interview and they're like, okay, bring me your top 10 pieces, like, on, you know, yeah. the designer shows or yeah. like, you're, you're creating collections and.
2: I don't even know Here's what my i my flat broad. satin yeah. board shorts? <laughs> Ironically, I do remember my favorite pieces at Fresh Eye, and one of them was a board show. So, I mean, I do I do remember the stuff I did that, okay. I, that I enjoyed doing. But. So, so,
1: they gave you the offer. Yeah. You're like, fuck, what do I do? Tell your dad. Your dad's stoked. He says,
2: do it. I kind of knew based on the fact that that phone call was pretty cool. Because I knew if they were going to pay me this number and they were going to allow me to stay in California, how could I, how could I not? Yeah. Us a shot. So I called my dad. It's
1: basically quadruple what you were
2: making. Yeah, it was four times what I was making. Yeah. And what I was making was a little bit less than $25,000. So you can put it together. It was a, it was like for me at 98, I'm 24, yeah. I'm like, wow. This it was a is life insane. changing game changing yeah. moment. Yeah, and I want to talk about the money thing again at the end of this because you know, I think there's just some realities to maybe what we did in those 7 years I spent in that world. 7 years at... In the All world surf. of in the world of Abercrombie, yeah, and so so let's let's so they hired me to create what was essentially the project name at the time was Concept Three. They needed. They, Mike had the vision for the you know the the fantasy of the California lifestyle, the surfing lifestyle. And we want to put it into the malls of America. Um, John, yeah, you're a clothing designer. We want you to be more than that. So immediately, I learned about this idea of being a conceptual designer so it was less about
0: the, the piece, specifics
2: of more that the story fabric, that stitch and that color it was exactly
0: more of the story it was a it was yeah. a
2: storytelling exercise you know like what like come up with a story like inspire us with it show yeah. us pictures build rigs um you know travel this was before the internet so travel the world if new stores were opening in places they wanted us to be there so we could experience what was great about those stores buy samples bring them back at
0: you know, what point I, did they tell you like hey this is our like game plan we're going to open x amount of doors the first year the second year if things go well we're going to like they probably had you oh know, they they, I'm, they i guarantee
2: you they had it all in. For sure. Yeah. I mean it was probably Did they give you like a timeline to come up with yeah. a? concept. Well, it was quick. So first guy hired, I remember so you remember they said you got to come out and spend a little bit of time here. flew out, um, flew back out. Day one, Mike introduced me, introduces me to a guy named Chad Kessler. and he said, John, you're gonna be our creative vision. Chad is a very gifted merchant. He's worked with me for years. Chad is gonna be your merchant partner and you guys are gonna build this business. And um, and there was a few other quick hires that he asked me to help do. We hired a woman, um, she didn't stay, she wasn't around very long. We, 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 we definitely hired a few people from the outside but mostly it was just bringing together some of their best talent internally. You're right Jay, they definitely would have had a blueprint or some sort of a roadmap for what they wanted to do. I knew that we needed to get stores open We needed a concept quick, because we needed to start developing and designing products, and they wanted to have a store open within two years. And I knew we were gonna open up five stores, so not one, the initial was gonna be five, and then we were gonna roll them out. Um, And they were really good at that, you know? I don't remember how many A&F stores they had at the time, but they were already proven to be great at rolling these. And they
0: had the sourcing, they had the direct factory connections, everything, you didn't have to worry about, like,
2: It's just a
1: new plug and play. Yeah, Yeah. like that probably
0: took a lot of pressure off as well. Not, you know, not having to deal with like coming from fresh jive and you guys had your own factory, but you're probably still running all these, wearing all these hats where you got a bigger company, bigger scale, more focus, but less hats.
2: Yeah. And the bigger company thing was pretty freaky at first. I I give them a lot of credit for allowing me to create a little, yeah, exactly. And, and they they allowed me to create this little interesting world within their world, um, and I do, you know, they had enough foresight to know that's probably what I needed yeah. to survive there. Um, but it was like, you know, look, I'll, I'll I'll make, I can talk about this forever, and I love it. I love the, listening. to this Who, who story. came
0: up with the, the name
2: Hollister? So that's, Why are you rushing him, dude? Dude, but, but let's cut <laughs> to the chase. Right? Yeah, let's cut to the chase. Like so, they wanted
0: a California yeah. Hollister is a part of Yeah. a ranch. north yeah. North Santa Barbara Yeah. that has that kind of surf culture.
2: Everyone name. knows what the is. Sacred land, sacred land. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, how, how did you I come walked with into that? a meeting? So I walked into a meeting, and it was a small group of people that Mike had brought into a room, and he said, um, you know, hey, guys, I've got great news for you. We have a name. And I remember when he said that, I'm like, whoa, I thought that was my joke. You know, I I thought that was why I was here, right?
0: You were going to come up with Trussell's
2: thread. (laughs) (laughs) Trussell's thread. Trussell's thread. That was a good one, Lark. But he said, um, he goes... (laughs) You know, a lot of time and money has gone into protecting this, and so I'm really happy to tell you yeah. that the name of this company is going to be J T. Slater and Sons. It was either it was J T. Slater and something. Wow! You guys, did what? you just shit your pants? <laughs> you're oh, like, head, fuck that! Head, yes. head falls down into my hands. Remember, like tight group of. Mike's Tree. kind of brightest, Tree. right? Around a table. Head falls. Did they stand
1: up and clap?
2: Oh, there was probably a lot of that back yeah. then. But it was very clear. I remember where I was sitting. I remember where Chad was sitting. I literally said, I, I go, i out of here. You guys hired the wrong guy for this job. I it, said, in front I said, of everybody? I said, it, I said it out loud. And, and, and there were, <laughs> and there were real tears later, real man tears later. I just couldn't believe, like, you know the president could, of the company, no who, consulting. Like, hey, no, like, here's here's yeah. here's
0: yeah. a doodled uh, pages of art and, yeah. and logo and names. Slater. Like, let's
2: let's Slater and Sons or company or well, Mike, I give Mike so much credit because he knew what worked, he knew there had to be a story. We wanted to create a name that had this sort of instant heritage to it, and so yeah. So but that, it's know, such a direct. Oh, is playing off all these different yeah. things, right? And and I, I'm pretty sure I've told Kelly the story at this yeah. point, right? Like it's a crazy story if you think about it. But it is. It's like
0: Baywatch was on. Slater was yeah. in the heyday, exactly. just winning like You're, left uh, and right. He's like, so it, well, it, uh, why don't we just bank off of yeah. the most popular surfer? Yeah, on what do we need you for? Yeah.
2: yeah. So so he says, um, it was so noticeably that I was distraught, and as I, you know, and I literally had said, you hired the wrong guy for the job. And Mike goes look so much has gone into this investment, time, mind power you and Chad go away this was like a Thursday I think he goes you guys go away bring me back a better idea by Monday and if you don't it's going to be this name wow So how long into the uh, not that long this happened quick and I think he already probably he'd probably been sitting on that one for a while But yeah. what a way to just throw it yeah in, I mean yeah so we went so Chad and I went away I'm just trying to be conscious of time Chad and I go we go away we sit in the park and we, we actually went to New York um, from Ohio well it was an hour flight from Ohio and we just wanted to be in a place where we could find inspiration and um did did, uh, did he feel the same way as you? Chad was such a good partner I learned so much from him he really believed that I was Chad leaned on me for those kind of decisions yeah. and Chad would do everything to bring it to life. He yeah. was so good at executing on ideas and so I think he knew that I wasn't into it so he wanted to go help us figure out how to get into something. Right. Yeah. Well
0: that's cool he wasn't like a, a yes man to yeah. the corporate yeah. and be like well I'm going to side with them because that's my boss and that's what yeah. they want. Like, that It's good that he relied stretching. on you and you guys had that bond yeah. to yeah. kind of
2: what you an know, awkward moment. It, it was, was like it was something I'll never forget. You're yeah. like you're like
1: this, right? You're yeah. like holy shit. On a these, roller coaster. These guys, the president of the company of Abercrombie Fitch just hired me. Yeah. I'm making quadruple the money. There. A lot of gonna, pressure. A lot of pressure. They're paying for me to get a, my own setup in office in LA. I don't have to live in fucking Ohio, all this great
2: stuff that goes, and then climbing up, and then they drop
0: the bombshell of the name. Yeah,
2: Yeah. like you feel. I basically thought in that moment I'll never be able to show my face on the beach again. And look, not that Hollister was a much better idea, to be perfectly honest with you. Right, like in retrospect, you learn a lot of things. I, I went to New York. I still have the piece of paper somewhere. Hollister was definitely on the top of it, you know, growing up Southern Ventura County. It just, to me, it was like, when you're 24, you're just thinking about things that are bigger and better and things that you aspire to. And this was one of those things that like, it was just a name. It was just always meant so much to me as a young surfer. And it was a place that I very rarely got to go to. Right. And so... I never really thought about anything, to be perfectly honest with you. I never thought it would be the name chosen, right? It was on the top of a five name list. Keep that
1: train of thought. Yeah. Lars is gonna start a new clothing company. It's gonna be called Lamore. Lamore?
2: <laughs> That's actually not a bad I mean, someone's gotta do that. Isn't there a, Lem- someone's doing a Lamore Surf Club? Lamore
0: Surfing Sport. <laughs> super
2: creative LS&S. real estate's <laughs> gone up a lot in the last couple of years out there so all right kept on that so
1: bit. so you're in New York
2: we just Chad and that I that was me, the top of Chad and I put five names on a, on a piece of paper Hollister was at the top Hollinger so then we were doing different plays on it um, something in Young I, I knew Mike wanted a name I knew he wanted something that felt like it had history so we came Americana. back we came back monday morning presenting these ideas and literally the second we said hollister the second we said it was it the first thing you said he's like that's it that's it he goes i love that let's he goes let's see if it's protectable and but guess what he so there here's the craziest part the original name of hollister was jm hollister and. So he wanted that JT, J, like he wanted it to have this like family name to it. So he took my initials, put it with Hollister. No, no, no kidding. I mean, I like, Is there a JM in Hollister? There isn't anymore. I mean, they dropped it. It was just like, it was, it was what he, he was so hell bent on telling the story of like... A family heritage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember he, he even had come up, someone in this world said like, you know, we're... Were merchants and traders that kind of crossed the seas, the Pacific, the Pacific Ocean, and we landed in this place. And we had, you know, it was this whole fantasy of like a family that had created. Because Abercrombie and Fitch was a real family um, store, I believe it started in Chicago, and it was a sporting goods store. So that had heritage, mm-hmm. and he was trying to fabricate that with Hollister. Yeah. So look, um, again, twenty-four. That was the name didn't, you know, if I had it to do all over again, I would not have done that. Like I would like, because it, because I, I wouldn't have presented that name because that is sacred land. And like, I, I'm okay with it now, but it was a weird place to be when that came out. And like, you didn't really think they would have gone like for it or do you just were amazed? I just wish I, I wish I came up with other things. That were just totally unique and original. It yeah. wasn't a bite off of wasn't a bite off something yeah, else, like right? Because that's what it was. Yeah. But but look, it's it's all it's all a building block. It's a learning yeah, point. But you know there, you know what? Like
1: the in the surf industry got shooken up because of
2: it, right? Every the surf industry had this opportunity right absolutely they, like it was ripe for the taking and and Jack um, Mike saw that and anyone any one of the big boys in the surf industry could have done it and they could have done it better yeah. they could have done yeah. it truly authentic yeah i mean and Quicksilver should have done a Quicksilver role should Slater, have done it yeah. Slater
0: line in the heyday in the, that same time frame the 90s you got this american boy yeah. out of florida he's just blowing away yeah. new school like the fact that he's they didn't em- they didn't embrace he's him as a, a name brand to it, yeah. it, it he's like I said they dropped the ball. He's the Michael Jordan yeah. of surfing. Yeah. he's a Tiger Woods. Could have been surfing. Quicksilver, and he could have yeah. been the Michael Jordan of you know Quicksilver. He's the Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. All rolled in the fucking one. Yeah, golfer, yeah. musician. I you know whatever.
2: But. but but truly, you guys and so the the opportunity was just there. I, Mike I, Mike saw it. I personally give you a big fucking high five and
1: commend you for coming up with such a iconic successful brand
2: you know i i really appreciate that i, I do i, I don't it, it could, i'm not mad still, i still think it would have been everything it is today with a different with name. a different name. yeah because it was a it was about the the, the you vehicle, know when people say hitting the, the nail in the head?
1: behind it that's what you guys did you guys fucking yeah. like timing Timing avoid
0: and you know, like again, like taking opportun- seeing opportunity and, and taking it, yeah. yeah, and
1: that's what business is, yeah yeah, you know? but and, you
0: guys had everything like said, on the back end to make yeah. it happen. You know, you couldn't be a startup brand, and, and even if you had that vision to have those resources and stuff is like, oh, night and day.. Yeah. And
1: all of this is so amazing because you didn't really want to work for them. Yeah, It took them twice to get you. Yeah. And then when you went to those meetings, you're pretty cavalier, it sounds like. You weren't really like, I need this job, I yeah, want this job. I definitely job.
2: had a chip on my shoulder. I mean, I definitely, it was just more of this, yeah, I didn't, this was never going to happen. Yeah,
1: But that's just being
0: true and yeah. being real, like, versus just saying, yes, yeah. boss, yes, boss, yeah, going slow. Totally. To like, yeah. you know, if you're going to do that, then you're just a puppet, you know? Yeah. like. But you,
1: know? You, you were stoked to do it and be able to tell your dad, like, hey, my career is kind of going somewhere.
2: Well, my career is going somewhere and in those seven years, I truly learned about best of class, best of How class much more business, that? best of <laughs> class experience, best of class clothing. But that's, yeah. but, but here's, here's probably the biggest takeaway. And if anyone's even listening after <laughs> all this time of talking, I walked away with nothing more than I came with. Yeah. You know, I A wealth of experience, a wealth of experience, but like, you know, I think a lot of people thought that. I made all this money there. I mean, look. Had I done the contract differently? But who knows how to do those things at 24? Like Yeah. I I was an employee, you know? I got paid a decent salary. Um Hollister was a critical success so quickly that they asked me to do concept for the other businesses in their world, so I got to oversee concept for, you know, ANF men's and women's Hollister guys and girls I even did Little A and I got to What's work little with a? Little A was was what we called the kids Abercrombie oh, okay. at the time um, you know I got to manage four offices in New York um, London Los Angeles and then I had a team in Columbus so, so it was a really so you went the University of Abercrombie it think? was it was a, it was an incredible if, if Fresh Jive was preschool well Fresh Jive was truly like creative um, it was to me the pinnacle of creativity in the fashion space in those years I spent there then this was like the pinnacle of like business and being truly best-of-class like Mike didn't want anything to be second-best so we're gonna build the best store we're gonna build the best products in each classification we're gonna have the best pricing, so it like, not only is it a great product, but we can move it. Um, you know, it was it was all of all senses had to come together, and I'm really thankful that I, I had that opportunity because very much like I said in college when I was looking at, the pictures and magazines and I was seeing this whole experience and wondering what part I could play in that. Now I was able to put it all together. Yeah, and so that was it. Was that was cool, but look you know seven years I met Hannah during that time Hmm. Um, I had bought a a tiny little house that I still live in today so like you know 20 years basically we've lived in this tiny little house she worked at Ron Herman right she worked at Ron Herman at the time where I was going look at that dude dude. Chalky the investigative reporter
1: Lars fucking slacking on the job Um, yeah I got my day job (laughs) and he he did drive today.
2: he did drive
0: he
1: did drive (laughs)
2: Um, I'm, over here, me...
0: I'm over here to sip in the dude's <laughs> California IPA.
2: So, when I my my other.
1: There's beers in the fridge outside, bro. Oh, can... We're definitely
2: going to have to finish this with a beer for sure. <laughs> um, but we, you know, it was like, I just, my life had turned into something else. Yeah. So, I wasn't really surfing as much. I had, at this point, got I had an apartment in Ohio. And by the way, Columbus, Ohio is a great place. So, I'm not just saying that. Like, it was it's a, it was so awesome. crazy
1: to me, the, the, the trajectory of where you came from. Yeah.
2: To where, to what you became at Abercrombie. From You're the, a fucking executive. From the snake bulls of the back hills of Thousand Oaks to... To
1: working at Fresh Drive yeah. in, you know, shitty L.A. sometimes.
2: Don't forget my time on Beach Boulevard here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you went from Fresh Drive, which was a huge, yeah. it was huge a, step... Yeah but then you went from an even like a grand canyon step
2: and it was weird there was there was something that didn't almost make sense because you started it. jet setting yeah right? yeah yeah like living the yeah the corporate life that's jet setting why, globally yeah. yeah we'd go on concepts like we would fly with you know i when i went to Tabarua for the first time with a lot of our friends i gotta do some r&d and you yes. guys yeah yeah. Like, yeah seriously yeah that's yeah. what i was doing um but it was also, it, it was part of the job. I would document everything. I'd bring it all back. Yeah. And um, that's also still today how, how that business runs. All businesses like that. Yeah. The difference is now we have the internet. And so at any given time you can go up and you can see anything. So you don't have to spend as much and travel as far. Mm-hmm. Um, met Hannah because she was working at Ron Herman. I would go there all the time when you... Product you, would come in. A I guy that worked see. there
1: wanted to introduce you, but you were like. Yeah, Daryl. He, he Daryl
2: Schneider, I think was his
1: name. Yeah, but you were like, uh, I, you might have been seeing somebody at the time. Wow. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I full on binge. Uh, John Moore binging last night. Um Yeah, so. She grabbed a drink out of you. She grabbed a drink out of my hand. I mean, the, Dude, was, do you want to say it? You it was, to I just want to first? show it was just, how oppressive I am. It was, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you for thank you for doing your research. I mean, Hannah, we've been together for it'll be 17 years. Um, it was we definitely thank you. Um, not married, proud. living Never in got married, sin, living in sin from That's a my Christian religious. upbringing, <laughs> and yes. you're
0: not married with yes. children.
2: Yes, illegitimate two now. children too. Illegitimate children too. Two, yes. So, but it was just I wanted to get back. I, I just I I needed a little bit of semblance of life. Sorry, how much time did you spend? I was always traveling, so this was obviously before kids. Um, I was on a kind plane of the perfect time in every life though. Every other day, the age? rarely surfing. Rarely surfing. Um, I was, you know. Traveling, it was always trying to keep up with the business and keep up with all the people. I think at the time I was, I had a team of 22 people that I was oh, working shit. with. So, um, so, you know, I basically, at that point, I knew there was not much more I could do um, in that particular world that would really inspire me. And so I just, you know, I knew it was my time. Um, and I, I walked. I didn't have a job. I just wanted to get back to. I wanted to spend time in LA. Um, I wanted to spend time with my girlfriend. Excuse me. And, you know, I, I walked and I didn't make any money. I mean, I didn't like. It was. Thanks, Jay. Um, it was you, an incredible. Resign? I resigned. I remember resigning to Mike and I remember what he said to me. I remember him saying, I think you're out of your mind. You know go home think about this i'll see you monday and i'm like no that's you know like i'm serious and you know i i think he was such a passionate guy and so good at his job that he wanted people that was all, that were always drinking the kool-aid with him right yeah and so you know cheers. when you mm-hmm. cheers thanks boys so that you know, we weren't drinking the Kool-Aid anymore together, and yeah. and that was it. That was that was really that was unfortunately it a long fucking time to yeah. be working
1: at one place. Yeah,
2: and I've always stayed. I've always stayed in touch with everyone else I've ever worked for or with, and but he's the one person I haven't spoken to him since that meeting. So wow, um, pride and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't leave a multi-millionaire. Um, I didn't, you know, I left with a wealth of experience and knowledge. But, you know, to this day, I still live in this little house. I share one bathroom with my family. And I'm saying that because I think so many people saw this as like, oh, the guy sold out. Yeah. He went, he built this mega bullshit fantasy. And, you know, he must have cashed in. And that's, you know, part of me is thankful that wasn't. The end conclusion there because I think it's kept me hungry after all these years. It's kept me really engaged. Um you know, but it would have made your life a lot nicer for you and your kids and life, you know? Yeah.
0: For sure. For sure. But yeah, I mean if you if you if that's your ambition and that's your like goal, just to be rich, then you're not living life. Yeah. Like at least in the way that you want to. Yeah. You're chasing.
2: You're chasing. But incredible experience. Yeah, but we all want
0: to be rich and successful. Yeah, yeah,
2: rich and successful. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a bad. In thing, that order, but, but I got the order wrong.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna close the chapter on Hollister. Yeah. You walked away with no job. No job. Why did you do that? Well, you were just truly, so truly, dumb. I was
2: in love with this woman, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to get back to like my job had become less about product. I love product and and just bringing great items to life my job had become more about percentages so when I was overseeing all the businesses I'd walk into a room and I already told you guys I can't add right I was a horrible student so I would walk into a room and Mike would ask me in front of 150 people um, as a percentage of of the whole tell me which how much should we dedicate our buy-in to each wash of denim on the wall and you know like as a as a percentage of a hundred percent right but like I would just be looking at this wall of all these things <laughs> I'm not a genius yeah um
0: you just rounded up to two hundred and twelve percent literally I remember in this room I don't know, but 64? it was 40 but it was literally like I, so I winged it
2: and it was edgy you know we, we we did our research but you know I winged it a lot of great people in the room um, and we're doing our best. And I remember Mike, it wasn't about the product. It wasn't about what I was saying. He literally told the room, well, John, that doesn't add up. And it was, so, I, and I remember at that moment, it was like, okay, this is no longer about this job, vision. <laughs> this is no longer about bringing these these incredible experiences to life. It's yeah. it's, it's You know I'm out of numbers. Yeah. Here. So yeah, I left. Hannah and I went on a trip together. Um... We went to Tahiti. Tahiti is very expensive, and so the money ran out quick. And um, you know, I needed. Did you get to come severance? Get a job. It was a small no, because I quit. Right. I quit. Yeah. I I had a little bit of stock, and it was just a weird time where like the stock had dipped, and it just wasn't. I just didn't. I remember spending a lot of time the next five years saying, you know, what if like if I hadn't done that, this is what it would have been worth now. And I remember Hannah just saying stop yeah uh, like you've moved on something about that but it was you know I think that's an important part of the story because I think yeah. a lot of people look at that and think about my experience my body of work and they just must put it all together and think well that guy like he cashed in yeah and that never that never
1: happened. yeah
0: which is kind of not what yeah most people would interpret or think they would yeah. be thinking like oh you just yeah created this you uh, created Hollister yeah oh
1: you got yeah. a big bank account yeah yeah which I kind of thought I mean, yeah. almost everybody thinks that right yeah. but in my mind it's like you deserved it
2: yeah I mean it, it, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah like
1: Linden, Linden. we're going back to trying to keep your day
0: job again over yeah. here like Kissing. He's kissing <laughs> ass a little, a little bit. bit. Like, I really, I'm
2: not kissing I ass. really like you, Lyndon. I don't kiss ass. Get Linda another
0: bear. I don't you're, kiss ass. No, you You never have. Yeah. No. Never have, never will. You're, 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 you're. you're. <laughs> and you're a, great <laughs> you're, sa- you're a
2: great salesman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: but seriously, I mean, Abercrombie and the Hollister was such a game changer. Yeah. Well, Eight. and
2: I, I think, you know, I do think it got all of the businesses in surf, all the bigger names to really pay attention and to tune up what they were doing, yeah. right? And so it was hard in those early years. I mean, I read the press. There were times where the phone was ringing and it was someone who just wanted to like talk shit. I mean, there were literally, there was, there was multiple messages left on my work voicemail where people were basically like... Saying you're dead. Like, and haters. Haters, right? But it's like, I, you know, I'm so thankful for the experience. I do think it would have been just as success, successful with a different yeah. name. Um, you wanna know.
0: You're so stoked there wasn't social media back there. Oh like my god. Then, you know? Because yeah. they yeah, could you attract you. Suicide, you're you're not I paddling do, out yeah. of this spot, you could have committed suicide. But I
2: do remember reading all this press and I you know, I was like there was a story in the O C register and I remember like Bob McKnight and people that I ultimately went to work for later and got to really yeah, know like and next. respect. But they were they you know, they were they were talking about how like, you know, we were the
1: here's here's, the devil. here's here's something funny right like as surf shops grew in volume and business they became more corporate they you know how how do we grow right what people do we hire to grow our business all right let's hire best in class yeah. or, or let's that guy came from that industry and look what he did for that industry for that company yeah. let's get him over here to run our surf brand yeah right they don't know the culture yeah. they don't know some of it works out but yeah I would say 95% of it guess what happens the company goes way backwards right and the surf companies have have they've hired from outside you know yeah and a lot of it's bitten their ass like Yeah, I mean, people or fucking uh, Disney people. Disney people, right? So here it's like, well, you can hate on somebody from. We can hate on that, yeah, and then and then you're you're gonna hate on a a guy from our world going to a corporate company and creating something that's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like.
2: I wouldn't have you did, gotten, you
1: did the other the opposite of what surf companies
2: do. Yeah, and I wouldn't have gotten these other opportunities. Here's that's the ironic thing. So I represented the evil right. <laughs> incarnation of surfing in the malls of America, but yet years later that's what probably got me the different roles I've played at clearly at Quicksilver for sure. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I think it was all, it was all a stepping stone. Um, Came back um, and, you know, money ran out, quit. I needed a job. Mossimo had just bought Modern Amusement. Um, Jeff was still part of it. Um, Kurt Schroeder, Fuzzy, Fuzzy, one of the greatest dudes ever, um, was... Part of the family and you know i went and i
1: told you this morning i almost worked with them yeah 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 so when i was working at, i think yeah, sport, I, I knew jeff yokohama yeah and met with them several times about opening up a modern amusement store yeah and we we were going to open up a modern amusement store in huntington beach but i had no money you know i'm a poor dude and it just didn't pan out yeah but then I turned around and introduced Ryan Condor uh, yeah. to Modern Amusement, to Jeff Yokama, and he opened up a store in LA. Yeah. So,
2: funny story. Great guys. I mean, Yoki's one of the most creative individuals oh my gosh. in our world, for sure. It always has been and will always continue to. Yeah. Mounting Suns. Pirate Surf.
1: Pirate Surf. Yeah. Modern Heavy. Amusement.
2: Heavy. Yeah. yeah. We got him on the show. You really do. Yeah. You really do. Pirate um, Surf has a bomb. So, from. So good. From Remember the flannels with the hoodies? Oh so, yeah, like, dude. yeah. We're it's time to bring those back, bro. We're we're working on a That's what I do. We're working on a few of you, know you know what? You know what?
1: Quicksilver, sure. Quicksilver killed it.
0: We would have fifty boxes you of hooded flannels called? in our freaking back room. You know what at those are
1: called? Overhead Larrys. <sighs> I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. That was the the style name God. for the Quicksilver flannel with the hood. God, yeah. and, then,
0: and then i the never heard that. Multicolored body to sleeve, you know, it wasn't yeah. just, it and then
1: remember what Billabong did? They did a denim jacket, yeah. with a jersey hood, yeah, that was there,
2: like, and then Quick did Q- QSD Quicksilver Denim, yeah, and I, I actually wish I still kept some of that stuff because it was incredible, like, it was. Denim, USA. but they were printing on it. salt water yeah. denim. Yeah. yeah. And they were...
1: Lauren used to ride for uh, I, was a, I, was I was a
0: Quicksilver lifer. He got oh, one what? of the uh, limited edition
1: uh, brown leather jackets. Wow. I do, yeah. That thing that was fucking insane. I still got, you still got it. You still got it? Yeah. Maybe
2: yeah. when we... Wear it tonight. Maybe well, when we I meet, should huh part two of this, you should show up. <laughs> yeah, we got to
0: do part two because there's no way. We're, we're just halfway through. Why don't we just set a goal here? Right here. We're done. Like, Let's... We're, I think we just... Are we in
2: a good place? Yeah. I think we're going to... No! It's a, it's a hard place to eat. eat. Ending on Hollister yeah. is a little tough. Yeah.
1: It is a little tough, and I don't want to end on Hollister. The...
2: Okay. So from there, you went to Modern Amusement? But we can make this fast. So the Modern Amusement years, as much as I I, I really enjoyed them and met a lot of great so how, people... So how, how did that come about? I cold, I cold called Moss. We knew some people... I never worked for him I didn't know him and I called him hearing that he had bought Modern Amusement I loved so in all of my travels I would see Modern Amusement pop up in these killer stores and being a surfer it was always on the fringes of our culture you know it was like Jeff was pushing things a little harder right yeah it was a little bit more adventurous it had silhouettes and fabrics I didn't see in other places so I loved the yeah. brand and so when I heard Moss bought it he was in Santa Monica my only options I, I was living in Venice I had worked downtown Los Angeles my skill set really said that I should either go back and work for a business down there or come work for the surf industry and everything was down here Moss had bought Modern Amusement but he was doing it out of Santa Monica so that was cool right I'm like wow what if I could commuting sucks
0: yeah. You know, and if it's like a good brand, you yeah. good vibes and it's right there versus going to another good brand that's yeah. an hour or two away. Yeah. Depending on traffic.
2: Yeah, I just and I just I didn't want to move. I, I dug we had a cool little thing going and so did a deal with Moss to come in How and long be his creator. The... I was probably not working for maybe six months. Hmm. And um scary six months? it was scary towards the end i surfed a lot i had another break i took time off after modern too which was a really great time off but um i you know moss and i hit it off early you know he had already done his deal with target so he really for him modern amusement was this little kind of creative jewel. He knew that I would really protect it. Um, Jeff was a big part of it in the early days, but then Jeff just didn't want to do the commute, so he kind of bowed out. Bowed out, and it was like Moss, myself, uh, Fuzzy was our head of sales, and we had a really good time. You know, I always I said this to you earlier, but for me, it's always, you know, I'm only as good as the people that are around me, and I've been very. I had a great community of people I met in Santa Barbara. I had an incredible community of talent that I worked with at Fresh Jive. Um, the business connections I made in the Abercrombie years were, I mean, a lot of those people are off running giant companies, you know, and they, like, that was an incredible experience, right? And then, like, working for Moss, we were able to, like, I hired these graphic designers. So taking a play—a page out of Rick Klotz's playbook, I wanted to surround myself again with these incredibly talented artists and Matt Soul um, Herschel Bautrotsky like all these incredibly talented um, artists came and worked with us and we had a really fun four years and it was cool because it got me back into product. I got really excited again about designing yeah. um, and must have been like a a culture shock going from big oh, it was jet setting a and shock, you know what I mean? Shock, yeah. I going mean, back to a small yeah. brand and... Moss had a taste level that for a company that was as tiny as ours, like, it, you wouldn't have known it yeah. walking in. And so... Um, and Modern
1: Amusement was definitely eclectic and had, like you were saying, mixed materials and like, it's like preppy but fashion-y preppy and, and really it, colorful musical. It, cool.
0: it was fashion prep, for
1: yeah. sure.
2: Preppy. Yeah. With yeah. a, with a, a, a well, twinge of surf. Yeah, and that crow's pretty gra- iconic, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a great sure. graphic. Um, Moss had this thing where he just loved plaid polka dots and stripes. Yeah. And that was kind of our thing. Um, four years, learned a lot. Um, really just had fun. And like, Got back into the creative flow.
0: Got to surf a lot more.
2: Got to surf a lot more. Got to spend time with um, my girlfriend enough time that we had our first child, and um, <laughs> that was, you know, that was yeah. So that was that was a pretty. It was a it was a really fun time, and it was more contemporary. Moss yeah. wanted to take a little bit up market because he had a Target, and I was totally okay with that because I just meant we could invest more in fabrics and detail. And yeah. It was fun. So then
1: from... Is this a good time to cut it? No. I mean, that's so high enough From there
2: to yeah. what? No, we're not cutting it, bro. Well, let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Why don't we just say... Because got- I... Let's cut it, but let's say... <laughs> let's, let's leave a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. My guess is, I'm one of the few people that listen to the entire Duma podcast, right? <laughs> so... If anyone's listening, we can just simply say. Should, should we do a a, a a little
0: voter like? Let's do it. A, how many people? How many people did listen to Duma and enjoy the the long?
2: I drive I, a lot. I, and, and I, I, I listened to like four hour. Like I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Duma's yeah podcast. And we have to get back together because I came prepared to ask you guys some questions. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. And so that has Never to Never mind. That is, that's what you got from Duma. <laughs> Duma
0: did a spin. And he's like, hey, I got to ask you. Like, we got in on a
2: note He with put that. us on the spot
1: a couple times. That, that.
2: has to happen. But, but why don't... Let's leave it on a cliffhanger, right? Because what I'll say is, everything that happened up in, to that point was... You know, I was exposed to... to the biggest of the big of fashion and the, and the, and the most nichey, small, nichey, small. Right. And so all of those things ultimately added up to like what we're doing today and why we're doing what we're doing today. Um, and I don't know the way we're doing it. And so I'll say this, I left Moss. I had a business point, a, a business point. I had a business plan in my back pocket that I was really passionate about. I wanted to start my own business. Um, Said goodbye, and you know he was thinking about investing in it, but you know he he ended up buying Paul Frank, and so I was off on my own, and I was looking. I had a friend, Lachlan, and he and I were basically looking for investors. And I'll and I'll say this: I spent eight months off shopping around this business plan. Creative met, agency. Uh, this was before that. It was literally like I wanted to launch my own clothing brand. Mm. You know, maybe taking a little bit of all those other experiences. And it was a really, it was a, it was a really big idea. I thought I needed millions of dollars and I went out to meet with the biggest, some of the, some of the biggest names in fashion that I had previously worked for, um, or that I had had connections through based on some of the different things so I had this done. This is after Moss. This was, it was called Beachwood. It was, it was. Your, your brand was going to be called Beachwood. My business plan was called Beechwood, um, and and so we Lachlan and I shopped it around. Um, took eight months off of work. That's when things. It was an incredible. It was, it was incredible for the first six months meeting all these people. It got real scary. This was two thousand eight. Oof. Heading into recession. The the, the rece- recession was coming into full force, and I was. You know, I was looking for what I thought I needed was like ten million dollars. I don't Beechwood. Yep. Yeah. You said wood. Yeah. <laughs> Beavis moment right there. <laughs> what what um ten million's a lot. What was, it was it? a lot. What's Beechwood? You know, wood? and most and most all these people I met with said, I really like your vision, kid. Kid. I remember hearing kid a few times. Really? I really love the experiences you've had I'd really love to work with you but I don't want to invest in this I want you to come work for me or help me fix something mm. and so I'll just say that that like we can leave the rest you know yeah. pop studio was next you know that's all of this led to me starting the agency was um, your
0: was your ten million dollar business plan along the lines of more
2: vertical from the experience. of I wanted the to do retail. So I wanted to do retail. I thought we thought we thought we needed to open up multiple stores. Yep. We thought it needed to be men's and women's. Cause that's, we I, thought yeah. each store needed to look like we had, you know, we'd invested millions because that's what we did at Abercrombie. Yeah. And you know, but I wanted ours to be truly, I wanted, so if, if I had done the fantasy, I wanted this to be the reality so my fantasy intentions Holster Holster was a fantasy so it was really important that this was going to be the reality and I you know we wanted these spaces to be authentic places where people could come and participate in- all the best parts of our lifestyle
0: I think that's the hardest struggle for any brand no matter what capacity you're starting off with mom and pop but like distribution and how your brand story is told within that distribution yeah. you know when you have your own store it's like you really have creative control you get the, the, the experience the feeling everything is there you know yeah. any other store just cherry picks hundred percent you know yeah. and even it though they pick lost. good stuff, it gets lost. You're competing with everybody else, but
2: I mean that's a huge Beachwood. involvement. That's, that's a Beachwood uh, project. It actually was. It, it was. It was, was such it a surf? passion. It was. It was. It had surfing. It was the surfing was at its core, a hundred percent. I mean, I wanted to do boards. I wanted it to be these incredible clubhouses. I wanted to open up stores and places where. Every investor I met with said, you'll never make money, right? So, like, if Abercrombie and Hollister was all about the malls of America, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to have a store in Malibu. I wanted to have a store... We wanted to have a store in Big Sur because we thought it was a cool story, right? We wanted no. to have a... St- Big Sur's like,
1: fucking insane.
2: But we wanted to have all of these really cool outposts. Yeah. And it was a fun... It was fun to put that together. And it truly opened up all these doors. You know, it's ultimately what... Led to us opening up pop. And i so we we'll, Because everybody wanted you to work for them. Yeah. And I'm and like, like. No, no, no. Yeah.
0: I'm going to do my own deal. I'll consult with you.
2: Yeah. And the craziest thing is the day we signed our lease on our space. And I'm so thankful we did. It was the coolest studio. Had it for the better part of a decade. The same day was the day Lehman Brothers crashed. Ooh. I think it was August or September of 2008, and so it was a crazy time to be going into business for myself. and, yeah. we'll, and that's it. Why don't we come when we come back? I want You're to like, talk about. We're ending
0: about, on 2008, the crash of the economy. Yeah, Lincoln's we're going a, bankrupt. We're, we're ending
1: on a down note, you guys.
2: Things yeah. are going to get better. No, <laughs> the future you know where is bright. You
1: know what <laughs> we're ending on
0: is a couple of tiquetes, and we're surfed out. All we're right. surfed out. I think we we got like two shades darker. We definitely from, did because the sun did pop out uh, today.
2: I just felt like sticky. we're just getting to that magic, moment. but we'll come back. Let's talk. Like, you promise, we, though? Yeah, because here, here's when the reality. Did I asked you
1: the first time to do a podcast, let's do it. But it but, was like fucking. a why don't we do part,
2: So listen, why don't we do part two in in, and, in our studio? Yeah, we'll do Malibu and then we'll hit your yeah. studio. Let's do it in the next. Let's do it in the next couple of weeks. I don't think you're. I'll call Sarlo and Bam Bam and let's all do all the crews and I'll clear <laughs> out do the do lineup it. for us. Let's don't do worry.
0: It. I'll call even Tudor. We'll get up there. Strider. Yeah. Strider, Juan, Chris Juan, wonton. I'll get I'll get the boys a
2: freaking egg. We'll get egg up there after surfing lowers with you guys today. I actually think it's easier to get waves at where in Malibu. At Malibu, because you know
1: we've talked about
2: that. You, I do, I do, I do. I think I just I. Uh, Hey, the youth factor this morning was Where was, was Ricky intense.
0: Schaefer today? He was at lower. He was at lower. Why Because he, he's the Malibu guy too. We could have got him to help and, clear up the lineup. And Ricky gets waves no matter
2: where he goes because he's he going to drop in through. no matter who's behind yeah. him. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. You dude. got it, Ricky, yeah. he's, he's amazing and good. Ride Club, go yeah. all the yeah. way back. Yeah, because I mean, all of us wore his stuff. Yeah, but um. So
0: you guys want to stop? Yes. Why do you stop? I got th- I got stuff to do. I thought we were ending kids an hour ago.
2: I got right. kids. We started late. I got kids. Your family's here. I want to say hi to them. Yeah. We they go. already left. Really?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, let's like, do like, it the the in kids. the next two weeks. We're ending a two-part part thing. one. And I have questions for you guys. So Fair. do we start with the questions? Can what? I start by interviewing you next time?
1: We could do whatever we want. Okay. Yeah.
2: Duma inspired me in that sense. Good. So he truly did. And, this, and, and I can't believe we almost went as long as Duma.
0: Yeah. One of your questions, who's a better ping-pong player?
2: <laughs> no, but go ahead. I can tell you. Go ahead. 60-40. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Out of 100%, <laughs>
1: 60-40. <laughs> All right. 12 uh, uh, 89. So, a long time ago, Larry used to live... His dad's house, right, is uh, not too far from here. But he, they split the house in, in two. And... Him and his brother used to live in, in one part, and uh, everyone. Lars' house was the spot to go. Right, party Late nights there. did. Late nights, late place. Well, one of
2: my questions is, I want to really understand the names. Late I want night, to know late night and Chalky, but I want to go. I want to real. I want to know the real story. Go
1: ahead. Well, we'll save that for. We'll save it for the next. Oh, for next night. Night. Okay. Yeah. So, we're big Laker fans. Yeah. And um, as am I. As a
2: you? Oh, as am I. All right. Yeah, dude. We're show time. I'm a I'm a product. They are going soon. to kill it this year. Yeah. I think the Clips might, Please. might be pretty good too. Fuck the Clippers.
0: <sighs> LA baby.
1: <laughs> you were telling a story about his oh, yeah. dad. And does so, your brother?
2: Didn't you say your, yeah, he lives a, His brother and lives, lives street over. right
1: behind yeah. that house directly across the street from us. But this is a funny story. So, so Larson and I, I think it's just us two. Just two. And we might have been... Faded. Faded. Let's just say that, right? Full game of drinking. pretty faded. We're watching the basketball game. And just like you, we're bad at math. <laughs> Especially when we're faded. We're both sitting there and we're watching, you know, looking at the score. I'm like, yeah, we're killing it. How much are we up by? And it's like 91 to 82, like, uh, five, six, No, no, no. A <laughs> it,
0: it It took us forever. We, we looked and at And we didn't s- even figure it out. We looked at the score and it was, it was one laughing. of those odd numbers where one team was like inning on like eighty seven, the other team was like ninety three ninety two. It was like only a five point, but but, but you we're guys like, would suck
2: at cornhole. Do uh, you know the the subtraction side of keeping score with cornhole? Yeah. Yeah. It's really confusing. It's yeah. sometimes yeah. especially when you're partaking yeah, yeah but
1: was we, we laughed our fucking asses off <laughs> afterwards that's what it's all about yeah, uh, yeah but um he is a very good ping pong player but sometimes I'm a really good ping pong player yeah he is um, yeah. I yeah. used
2: to be really good I have I have an injury oh that's my excuse wah. I know wah. I know but I have I I unfortunately am no longer good so back in the day I would have schooled both of you guys
1: Oh shit.
2: Back before the injury. Yeah. Back before the injury. Okay. Um, hey, it. hey. We did that good. sounds
1: like a makeup story, like Hollister.
2: It's totally, <laughs> totally fantasy. Um, uh, no, scars, you know. I didn't, yeah. There was, there was, anyway, we'll leave yeah. that for the next. All right. Uh, this thing. So, hey, how, did you, this how did you hurt it? What? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So.
1: I guess we're going to have to stop. I don't want to stop. I never want to stop. Uh, Anyone
2: oh, who tuned bro. in to hear about Outer Known and, and our sustainable pursuits is going to be really bummed about this episode. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Well, we did, talked about nothing. Everything right. else Everything prior else. to? Yeah. You know what, though?
0: Just, we're just... we're hanging the I want to talk yeah. about Ruka. I yeah. want to talk about
2: Pat. Yeah. I want to talk about meeting Todd Roberts when I was still in the Hollister days and he was liking just what that whole experience was like. Hmm. Um, Did you know him before? Or? I met him during those years and oh. I was going into I was going into ZJ to see what the real surf world was doing at the time. Huh. So there's a lot of those little things we can talk about but ultimately we'll get to that. Yes.
1: Alright, so thanks for listening guys. Thank you. Um, we are going to... We're going to wrap it up. It's been a great day with Juan Moss, John Moore, creative director, co-founder of Outer Fucking Node. Sorry for talking so much. Oh, not even. This is what we do. You. Yeah.
0: Okay, peace out. Peace, peace out. To see out. you guys. Thanks for tuning
1: in. We hope you enjoyed the show.